Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL Anderson expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame in his game because he's always the same. That's me. Grumpy, how are you this evening? We're going Got myself a little haircut today. Looking fresh, grumpy. Looking fresh. High and tight over there. High and tight. That's right. Um, we're going live before this evening's game of the Islanders against the Calgary Flames, Grumpy. Um, coming off of yesterday's loss against the Edmonton Oilers. Um, a lot to talk about. Um, last podcast, we were opining what type of lineup changes we were going to see because before the NHL All-Star break, we played horribly against the Seattle Kraken. And I mean horribly. Well, um, we did happen to see some actual lineup changes, grumpy old man, uh, for our first game back off the All-Star break um, against the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, but before we get too far into the show today, what should we do? What should people do? Oh, yes. If you're a new time listener, first off, welcome to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. Uh, we invite you to stick around a while. We go live every single Wednesday and every single Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And to make sure you don't miss out on any of the action, you got to subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and follow on Twitter. We also go live during games that are not on Thursdays and Sundays, um, as long as they're not West Coast games, right? We don't, we're not going to be up till 1, 2 o'clock in the morning on a weekday. Um, that being said... We, we don't go live on Thursdays and Sundays during the games just because we have another podcast called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. We talk all things sports on that podcast and cover big sporting events. Like, for example, Grump, we're covering the Super Bowl tomorrow, right, Grumpy? I don't know. We don't know. Oh. Yeah, you just let me know and I just show up. That's the way it works. TJ dictates what happens. I just show up. <laughs> okay, gracious, Grumpy. But that's pretty. That's a pretty fair assessment, though. 
Yeah, I'd say so. Now, this right here is how you find TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. That is one. We've covered all the big playoff games so far, uh, NFL playoff games this cycle, and we'll be covering the tomorrow's game in all likelihood um, of the Super Bowl against the Los Angeles Rams against the Cincinnati Bengals, Grump. That's right. Who are you picking? We already know you picked. I've got the Rams. Here's the thing. You want a little taste of it? Rams win by 13 or more, seven-plus sacks on Joe Burrow. Mark it. They won't win by that much if they win. They won't win by that much. It'll be close. It'll be close. Oh, man. Oh, man. Grumpy. Cincinnati has a winner at quarterback. That means a lot. Yeah, it does. Their offensive line is hideous. The Rams have Matt Stafford. Enough said. Oh man. But that's that's where if you want to catch, you know, more just general sports and us just shooting the shit, talking about things off the cuff, that's the podcast for you. Um, but talking more islanders, Grumpy, um, there were some lineup changes here. <laughs> he did promise us there were gonna be some changes, albeit we didn't know what changes were coming, but we saw some lineup changes. Um, Cal Clutterbuck has been playing on the first freaking line, ladies and gentlemen. Do you remember we were going through the list of every single player that's received a shot over Oliver Wallstrom to play on the first line with Matt Barzal? Well, and not somebody, even that. Add somebody new to that list. Yep, add somebody new to that list. And now you can add Cal Clutterbuck having two games, the last two games where he's played on the first line right wing with Matt Barzal. I mean, when you see this lineup, and here, here it is, right? We beat the Vancouver Canucks handily. That being said, we went up, what was it, like 5-1 to one in the first period? 5 nothing. It was 5 nothing. Was it 5 nothing? Yeah, it was 5 nothing at one point, and then it was 5-1, 5-2, 5-3, 6-3. Yes, but we were they, we were up five nothing. Yes, they started to claw their way back in, and Sorokin had to be outstanding on in the, third, on the beginning of the third period. Yeah, in the beginning of third period, he made a couple of really fantastic saves, and then we kind of righted the ship, and then kind of rode it out. So, yes, but we were able to get the win, and it's funny, right? People looked at the line combination, and oh, with one of our guests, we'll talk about it upcoming with Phil's facts. People were saying they're excited. Man, this lineup changes is work. This lineup changes work. This is what we needed. This is the life that the Islanders needed. And I literally said, I can't tell you how many times I said this on social media, and I'll say it here on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not that the line combinations are fantastic because lining up Cal Clutterbuck to pay on the first line in any situation is not good. What you saw against the Vancouver Canucks was your team just got their asses kicked a week ago by an expansion team at home and were shut out. They had a week of rest and their coach was tearing into the living shit out of them. And you saw an accurate response out of the first period after getting the after getting ripped into. That's what that was. It wasn't like it was fantastic gel and the players had great continuity and they, everything worked great and it was sunshine and rainbows. No, they just got their asses ripped into for seven days as they had a break after they played horribly against the Kraken. That's all it was. It was it was a rebound game after a hideous performance against the Kraken. Well, I hear something. I mean, I liked how we played against Edmonton last night, even though we lost. Um, just like I said, uh, the first thing I said to myself is, where's this play been all year? I mean, you had to wait 40 games into the season before you jump out and start performing like you've been capable of the last couple of years. I mean, because we look good against Edmonton. I thought we were the better team last night. Of course, the old bugaboo of us not being able to put pucks in the net uh, certainly hurt us once again. But I thought we dominated play. 
Uh, I'll tell you what, though, one thing. It's a joy to watch Connor McDavid play and oh, skate. Man, he's, Holy he's crap. fantastic. He, uh, every time he touches the puck, it's like, all right, he's going to score or have an opportunity. He's just He does everything at such a high speed. I mean, super impressed by him. And they had three goals last night, uh, Edmonton did. Um, and uh, McDavid assisted on all three. But to me, it didn't seem like he had a great night. And that's how good he is as a player. Connor McDavid's not playing well. He's only averaging one point a game right now. He's struggling. Do you remember when the Edmonton crew was talking about how he was struggling, only averaging a point a game during this like a 10 game stretch? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, but like I said, I, that was my whole thing is like, where's this team been all year? And then at some point in time, then do you have to point at coaching because he just bitched him out a little bit a week or so ago. And all of a sudden they came out like gangbusters. And it's like, where has this been all year? I, like I said, that was the biggest takeaway for me. It's like, okay, we showed we can do it over a two game spurt. I'll be interested to see how they play tonight against Calgary on a back to back night, three out, three out of four. But that was the big thing for me. It's like, where's this team been all year? It's okay. This system is way too tough to play night in, night out. I mean, if you're looking at it, you could say, I could play occasionally a game here or there. And they had, remember, they had seven days of rest that they've had that they just come off of. I know this is a road trip, but they had rest. This is the oldest team in the NHL. So you get seven days of rest and we look good for two or three or four games. And then we go back to, oh, wait a second. After the All-Star break, we have we have 43 games we're playing over an 80-day time period. There is no way in hell we would ever be able to continue to perform at the level we're performing at right now. Just not happening. True, true. But like we you know, just mentioned, the lineup changes. I mean, Cal Clutterbuck to the first line. Is that reminiscent of anything we've seen in the past? I don't hmm. know. I don't know, Grumpy. I would say Cal is probably better than Leo Komarov was last year, but here it here it is again. Do you think that makes Matt Barzal happy? Do you think no. Matt Barzal says, "Oh, fantastic! I played with Leo Komarov for better half of almost an you know the, the, more than half the season last year because of injury, and you know our team is struggling right now, and they 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 put me out with a litany of different right wingers, all of which who are grinders by nature, most of which who are grinders by nature, or finished playmakers. Right? Zach Parise is not the Zach Parise of past, and they don't give you a guy like Oliver Wallstrom to play alongside. And the other thing I noticed about this lineup, I like Ross Johnson, I really do. But Ross Johnston on the second line and Kiefer Bellows not playing. Well, here's the thing. Anytime Ross Johnson's in the lineup, that's good for us. Nobody messes with us. And here's the thing. I don't have a problem. I'd rather almost have rather have him play left wing on the first line than Anders Lee, honestly. I mean, Ross Johnson played really well last night. He got into a fight the other day in, in Vancouver. He did what he's supposed to do. He needs to play every night. I've said it for years. Play him every night. He makes us a tougher team to play against. We don't need Matt Martin. There's a lot of guys who are passengers on this team. Ross Johnston comes out and gives you a full, well, however many minutes he plays, 10, 15 minutes of effort every single night he's in the lineup. You never see him floating around the ice ever. I am not opposed to playing Ross Johnson. I'm just saying you don't need two Ross Johnson-S type players on four, two of your four left-wing spots. 
Kiefer, what is the thing that this team is in desperate need of? I know we scored goals against the Vancouver Canucks. I know we had chances against the Edmonton Oilers, which is good. But our team struggles scoring the puck. And our remedy for that is by putting a guy, and I like Ross Johnson. I have been a Ross Johnson fan for more than <laughs> for a long time, since the Doug Waite days where it looked like he was the only guy that had any type of blood and guts and heart on this team when everybody looked devoid of effort. I liked Ross Johnson since then. I've been I, I've been a huge supporter of his since the Doug Waite time period. That being said, you don't need to put a bottom six guy in a top six role. I mean, how many more bottom six wingers do we need to have? Again, Kiefer Bellows in an ideal scenario, he's a third. He's got the talent s type to be a top six player but right now he's probably tweening on a third line second line type of guy but i just think to myself the offensive upside is higher in a guy like Kiefer bellows than it is on ross johnston i just we've seen we've seen the end of Kiefer bellows this season i think that's pretty safe to assume you've got kyle palmieri who's out on parental leave who now is going to be back for tonight's game against the calgary flames and you, you've already shown the propensity to play Ross Johnson at the left wing position over Kiefer Bellows. So I, I think Bellows is last on that batting order. Without a doubt. He's an afterthought for Barry Trotz. Just by the way, he's talked about him in the past. It's, it's like ridiculous. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't care for Kiefer Bellows. Never has. Never has. Um, like I said, but why okay, you realize he the first night and he ruined the trust. Remember that well, one? No, well, that's horseshit. That's horseshit. Would it um, shock you, though, if that was some bullshit that he thought? It well, wouldn't shock me with Barry. Then he shouldn't be coaching, honestly. If you're going to hold something that happened, what, two years ago against a young player, you're a fool. I don't think that's the case. I'll be honest with you. I don't think that has anything to do with it. He just doesn't like his game. He doesn't play enough defense. He doesn't. He's just not his type of player. His type of player is the Zach Parise's, Kyle Palmieri's, Casey Zizekas, Matt Martins, you know, the guys who just skate up and down their wing and they hustle. That's that's it. He doesn't care about scoring, never has. Mm. Never has. If he has that talent, okay, fine. But that's not what he's looking for in a player. He just wants solid, you know, just everyone's – he'd love, like I said, a team of third wingers, third liners. That's what he wants skating every night. Third line guys. But why did he have that lineup out there two straight nights? Because they won the first night. And Barry's nothing if not a creature of habit. You knew if they won the first game with that lineup, he was going to roll the same lineup out in game two. And he did. Yeah, and that's – okay, I wasn't expecting him to change anything up. And and here's the thing. I didn't like the initial lineups they put out there, but Andrew Gross was like summing up Islanders Twitter tonight, right? Then this lineup sucks now. They should have gone with this games ago. I, when I saw people saying that, I'm like, holy shit, guys! No. Take take a second, take a breath, put everything into perspective. Does Leo? Does Matt? Does Cal Clutterbuck sound like a good answer for a long term problem of a needed first line right winger? Does he sound like an answer to that? The answer should always be no. He's a career third liner. He's played third line for. 15 years in the league, however long he's been in the league. Third slash fourth liner. Right. That's what he is. That's as high end as third line. Um, you know what? I like Cal Clutterbuck. I didn't mind him there for a game or two, but you're not going to be able to live with that. No. And like I said, still haven't beaten a team who's a playoff team because now Calgary is. So I'll be interested to see how we play against them. 
I expected to beat Vancouver. Didn't know what to think of Edmonton, honestly. They had a coaching change uh, Friday morning or Thursday uh, evening. Uh, they had a coaching change. So I expect them to play a little bit better. But I'm going to tell you what, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, they're terrible defensively, just terrible. Mike Smith looked uh, – he looked shaky as hell in that. I know he made a lot of big saves, but he was like all over the place. He was like a guy on too much dexedrine. I don't know what that is, but I'll take your word for it. Kobe. It's like uh, that used, that's what they use for uh, people who are trying to lose weight. They give them speed. So they're kind of like, eh, you know, real jittery. That's what he looked like. Like a bunch of caffeine or something like ah, They're all yeah. wired. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I, I'll tell you this here. Christ, man. Christ. I, I don't know what Oliver Wallstrom has to do to get a chance on the first line. Play for another team. It's not happening this year. If you weren't going to give him a shot on the first line when you're doing a full lineup shakeup or what Barry would consider a full lineup shakeup, it's never going to happen. You put a fourth liner on the first line rather than give Oliver Wallstrom, who you know is the best shooter, best pure shooter on this team, never has a shot on the first line. Confusing. Well, and you look at it, he didn't even get a shot on the first line when they had um, when they had all the people out with COVID. I had like what? How many forwards out with COVID? How many players out with COVID? And he still was never given a shot on the first line. I, it just tells you what. Barry Trotz seriously thinks about Oliver Wallstrom. I know his fans. I know that you and I also believe this, Grump. Oliver Wallstrom is a spectacular forward. He's a guy who is our best pure goal scorer. He's a guy who's the most offensive-minded player on this team. And again, albeit he's young, sure, he makes mistakes, but he throws the body around. He's a bigger guy. And you think to yourself, why is he not given a chance to play with Matt Barzal? We've seen time in and time out that Barry Trotz will never afford him the opportunity. That tells you all you need to know about what Barry Trotz thinks about Oliver Wallstrom. And speaking on that, holy shit, ladies and gentlemen, I have groundbreaking information to share. I happen to uncover grumpy old man, some old podcasts from now three, three and a half years ago. I am going to be searching with a fine-tooth comb to see if we can find the fabled Anders Lee-Patrick Kane discussion. So we are actually hopefully going to have an accurate depiction of what happened that that Sunday evening or whatever the hell we did okay. the podcast. Okay, it was on SoundCloud was when you when you originally said it. Yes, but we have the old SoundCloud information still from the Hockey Podcast Network. I listened to a podcast we did three and a half years ago. Our first podcast with the Hockey Podcast Network, Grumpy. And holy shit, we were talking about almost the same exact things we're talking about now. I was much more cheery of a fan, too. I noticed three and a half years ago, I was much, I had a much more positive outlook on this team as well. It's kind of a day and night difference. I don't even know. It's like I was like had not worked in the working world and then it's like add like 50 years of a career on it's just like that's the way I feel now. And it was it was weird to listen to us back then compared to us now. We had not come out and cemented anything in, but Grumpy was bringing up potential ideas and potential issues that might be occurring. The same ones we talk about now that continually happen that fans are starting to see. Grumpy old man was saying this might be a problem three and a half years ago yeah well let's not surprise 
I mean, I'm sure I was calling Anders Lee average Anders way back then. Um, and he's actually worse than he was, worse uh, now than he was then. That's for certain. Um, I'm not surprised, honestly. But was my demeanor any different or was it exactly the same? You actually seemed a little bit more docile. We both seemed a little more docile. I don't know, more than we are now. So I don't I don't know. Maybe that's more years of working with me, Grumpy. You feel like you don't have to hold anything back. Well, no, actually, I think you're more animated now because, well, not animated. I don't know if I call it that, but more angry now because I've kind of worn you down. And now you're starting to see because everything I always said uh, previously, you disagreed with all the time. But now you're kind of, oh, yeah, he was right. So now you've kind of morphed. I've, I've morphed into the grumpy. That's why we have to bring some of the happy-go-lucky people on the show to balance out, uh, you know, the realism, so to speak. It's <laughs> gracious, and we should have uh, guests lined up for the next two weeks. We're just working on this Wednesday, and next Wednesday we'll have Phil's facts on uh, for certain. Grumpy, your favorite Phil's he's facts. So boring. He's so dull. <laughs> His name uh, should be Dull Phil. There was a comment made by Marty St. Louis after his first game as being the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. Did you happen to hear this? I did not. Did he go, Sacre Blue, we suck again. I don't know what he said. I want you to listen to this, and I had, and thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and listeners of this show. I had about four or five different people immediately send me this and say, TJ, this sounds exactly like the grumpy old man. And every single one of you were spot on because it does sound exactly like the grumpy old man. I'll let you listen to this. And now he, if you think grumpy old man, there's no way he could know what he's talking about. How does grumpy know more than a Hall of Fame caliber coach like Barry Trotz? Grumpy's just a guy who sits on his couch and talks bad about the Islanders all the time. Well, here's a Hall of Fame NHL caliber player talking now as an NHL head coach. So we'll let you listen to Marty St. Louis. Uh, playing with a little more instinct, uh, with ideas of how, how we want to be as a team. Um, now, there is structure inside concepts. You know, systems, you can say structure. When systems, you box players in into only certain things they can do. And, and, and I, that was probably one of the things that I hated the most as a player, Bingo. is play in a system where I I was a great player when I was allowed to make reads because the best players make the best reads. But if you take the reads out of the equation, those best players become average. Bingo. So, Hold on. Bro. I want to make sure that I allow my best players to make reads. And i rather them make a bad one than not making a read at all. And sometimes in systems, there's not much reads. What do you think about Marty St. Louis essentially saying exactly what you've been saying, grumpy old man, for years and years? He said a little bit. The unbending system, the system not being able to morph to your players' abilities does not allow them to perform at their best players and sometimes will make some very good players look average. Well, that's why Marty St. Louis is a coach and I'm a couch guy because he worded it better than I do. I'm just more angry. And, you know, I use different terminology, but – He's 100% right. I mean, it's the same thing I've been saying for years with the Barry Trotz system. It, I mean, you looked at you look at the last couple of games. What has Barry Trotz done? He's let Noah Dobson jump into play. What has it done? It's produced goals for us. You see the defenseman engaging, going behind the, going behind the opposition's net, two of them at a time. You have to do that. Why? Because you can't be so static that you're just so easy to read that you're just easy to defend. 
And I like it when Dobson is doing it. That is his strength. And I was a little bit, I was pleased to see that, particularly against Vancouver, see Dobson do some of those things again. Yeah, and he what, had that nice down low. He had that nice drive down low and a pass across the middle of the ice where he was able to, to pod in on assist. Right, the first the first goal by Parise. And that's what he was doing when Barry was not coaching. So even though Lambert and Trotz run the same system, maybe uh, Lambert didn't have the same, everyone has to stay in the system. You're able to read the play, as Marty St. Louis was saying. You're able to read the play and make a play like that. And I, you know what? I'm happy with it because that's what the kids' off, offensive instincts tell them to do. He should be doing that. If you make a mistake every once in a while, well, that's just going to happen. But it makes your team better in the long run. Mm. Yes, and I figured that you would like you would like that clip by Marty St. Louis Grumpy. And thank you, I, everybody, who sent that to us. I guess I can coach in the NHL. Well, Grumpy... Um, maybe your ideology might stick up, but, uh, I'm going to say, as you just mentioned, Marty St. Louis said it much more, <laughs> much more tactfully and with a lot more knowledge behind his statements and sounding like a grumpy old guy on the well, couch. No, the knowledge was there, but I just didn't flower it up, but maybe he doesn't flower it up. Uh, you know, when he's behind closed doors either, you don't know. That's bad news for us because I think he'll be a much better coach than Montreal had previously, and we're playing them. I just hope they don't get on the right foot when we play them in the next week. Oh, man. Uh, did you happen to see Austin Zarnak already making an impact for the Seattle Kraken? I did not, but it would not surprise me. Well, I'm going to let you watch this, Grumpy. This individual right here at the point, that's Austin Zarnak. I want you to watch this feed he's got for the goal. Oh, look at that cross ice. Look at that pass, Grump. Thread the needle. We can't. I don't think that's anything we can use on our team, though. No, absolutely not, Grumpy. Because usually Josh Bailey's the guy getting that pass, and he just would have passed out anyway. Wouldn't have shot it. So I don't know if that skill set translates if Josh is on the other side. Here's the thing. He, Austin Zarnak, was never the answer to our problems. That being said... I will bring up this point one more time. It just shows you, you do not need to sign back bottom six players to five, four, five, and sometimes even a six-year contract because there will always be a player like an Austin Zarnak who could fill the role. Now, you say he's not part of the solution. Well, I, I'm going to argue that he is part of the solution for the fourth line. I mean, at 29 years old, he's got at least three years, three good years left. And he's a hard skater. I mean, he plays well in all facets of the game. He's played on our power play, on our penalty kill, like the vast majority of the players on our team. So he could have been a less expensive replacement for a Cal Clutterbuck or Casey Zizekas or Zach Parise. Run down the list. Well, Zach Parise is cheap, so I, I have no issue with I him. I don't expect he's him to be here past the trade deadline, though. I'm talking more a year or two down the line. Mm. He potentially could have been part of the solution on the fourth line is what I'm saying, because he certainly did well uh, in the amount of time that he played for us this year. Certainly did. I, I just, I don't understand why Lamarillo did that. that was just, just dumb. Sorry, Lou. <laughs> oh man. That's a move Fredo would make. That's a Fredo move. <sighs> 
We talked about it, and Tommy B broke it down well. He didn't have to get immediately activated off the IR either. So, oh, good gracious, man. I'll tell you. Oh, Jesus. You know, they've got – you look at the goals scored for this Islanders team. I mean, it looked like Anthony Bavillier the last two games has played well. Yes, he has. People, people could say this, right? Oh, well, that's his reaction to being sent down there on the third or fourth line, whatever line he was on, I can't remember, um, last week. Right, he played poorly. He was demoted down there to the third line, fourth line, whatever it was, bottom six role, and that was his reaction. That's what we like to see. Yeah, that's good. Anthony Bavilli has always been a guy to where when you put, you know, when you put the you put him in a saddle, he responds a lot better to the to the stick than the carrot. That being said, I think a lot of players on our team are like that. Josh Bailey's like that. We've seen that already. When you have players who are not performing, we have to be more apt and quick to use the stick than to say, oh, we know you haven't been performing for the last 13, 14 games. And you've been a little bit of a rough spot. But you'll work your way out of it. No. <laughs> the leash is short on everybody on this team. We're a team that with an under 500 record. Sorry, everybody has a short leash. That's trots. So to me, then, the issue has been coaching. Like I said, everyone's had jumped the last two games. Everyone, a noticeable difference the last two games with how the team has played. If the team was playing like this all year and losing games, I'm more apt to say, okay, you know, we're just not getting the breaks. But we haven't played like that this year. I mean, we've showed real jump the last two games. And certainly Bavillier, but what, what does it say to me? Yeah, Anthony Bavillier was probably our best forward on the ice, certainly last night. And why? because he's a younger player who has more upside than the geezer squad that we roll out there every night. So when he, when his game jumps up, it's way more noticeable. When Matt Barzell's game jumps up, it's way more noticeable because they're players who actually have skill, uh, you know, that can be accentuated with a little bit more hustle. I'm not saying that Anthony Bavilli sh should be benched or periodically to get the best out of him. The whole team has played better the last two games. But you see the jump in play of the younger players even more so because they have more to give than the older guys. And here's the thing, too, about Anthony Bavillier. He is a guy who will never be able to take the next step, right, people? And I want him to do this for a while, right? Can he take the next step? Can he get to the point where he's a consistent, legitimate top six guy? No. He is always going to be an inconsistent forward. He's always going to be a streaky forward. There are some forwards that can do it on a consistent night in, night out basis. There are some forwards in their top six or top nine that are guys who are always streaky. They'll have 10, 15 games where they struggle. And they'll have a 10 or 15 game streak where they're extremely hot. And it seems like anything they touch turns to gold. He's one of those guys who's just going to be always extremely streaky in nature, just what he is. That's in most, his DNA. Most players are. Some yeah, are more extreme than others, but most players are like that. It's tough to be, you know, hey, I'm going to score a goal tonight or I'm going to score, you know, every two games I'm going to score a goal. It's just not the way it works. Not everybody can be Vladimir Tarasenko, right, Grumpy? Very true. <laughs> Those are easy little cheap ones, Grump. They're always easy and cheap. By the way, I was listening. I think I'd give you that little layup for the assist there. Right off the backboard, you could slam it home. Good job. I was listening to that old podcast too, and holy shit, we were talking about the Devon Taves trade and how miserable of a decision it was when it happened. Grumpy. Holy shit, baby. Big poll, Grumpy. Big poll. I was trying to. <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to opine on it. No. I, I didn't listen to the old podcast. I don't know what it was said. 
I just, again, it, I only listened to one of them. So I'm going to have to start. It's we were. It's funny, right? We said we're changing this to only a 30-minute long podcast twice a week. This is our first time we were doing a twice-a-week podcast. So it's funny how lots of things have changed like that, Crump. Yes. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that what we said about Devontae is the same thing we say now. It was a terrible trade. I've never changed my mind on, on anything, really. Usually my first usually my first thought is the best one. So don't ever change. <laughs> oh man. And again, oh, geez, Louise. Uh, but Grump, we're gonna start getting into some comments here too, because the Islanders game the Islanders are going live at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this evening. And we want to make sure we wrap up the podcast before the game starts. Exactly. We want to make sure we can get through all the comments and everything like that, too. But, you know, the synopsis, we've played better hockey the last two games after the All-Star break. Yes. Only common resulted in two out of a possible four points. The unfortunate thing about this, too, is Boston is really struggling right now. You talk about if there was ever a time period for a team to get hot and to really grab the chances of the playoffs by the reins right now, it would be the Islanders trying to have a chance to jump over Boston. Boston have got injuries aplenty. They've got suspensions, and they just lost Tuka Rask. The goaltending position looks like it is far from answered. I mean, Olmark isn't the answer, and Swayman's not ready yet all the way. Not Swayman, did have a, Swayman did have a shutout today against Ottawa, though. I think oh, it's Ottawa, but I, I again I've always liked Swimming. I think he's a good goalie. I've got him on my fantasy hockey league dynasty leagues, but he's not he's not there yet, right? He's not a guy game in and game out, season in season out. He's posting like a nine two five save percentage, like the Tuka Rass of the past. I'm just saying them losing Tuka long term and him retiring, not being able to bounce back from the injury the way he wanted to. I mean, that's a blow to the Boston Bruins. There's no doubt about that, Grump. True, true. Um, I, like I said. But we've, we've been a 500 hockey team all year. I don't know what makes people think we're really going to change that. You know, we're right there with Detroit, Columbus. They're all 500 hockey teams, just like we are. I mean, on the outside of the playoffs looking. And Boston's not. They're still 600, you know, winning percentage uh, after today's game. I mean, I, I just think it's just too hard to depend on other teams all to lose in front of you. It's just really, really difficult. Yes, we have games in hand. Like uh, before this evening's game, we have five games in hand right now on Boston. Uh, but we're 17 points behind them. It's like, okay, even if we win all those games, highly unlikely, we're still going to be seven points out of a playoff spot. It's just tough to make up, just very difficult. Mm. And you yeah. ever notice how we keep pushing the goalposts? We're still talking about playoffs even though we talked with Tommy Baffey on Wednesday night. Well, they have to come away with six of the eight points. Well, we've already lost two of those points. We're not making playoffs. Okay. I, let me be as clear as possible. I gave my original time period. We needed. I can't even remember what it was over the time period. We didn't hit the point marker we needed then. I'm just saying crazy stuff happens that you don't foresee. Right When we were talking at the time period, Boston was just getting back to Karask, right? I thought that was going to be a big plus for them because the the this, the tandem of Olmark and Swayman have been okay, but haven't been fantastic. And I'll tell you, it makes more sense now 
why the Boston Bruins signed Linus Olmark to that four-year contract when they had a young, a, a very, very good and apt young and upcoming goalie like Jeremy Swayman for years to come. It makes more sense why they signed, you know, the unrestricted free agent Olmark to that four-year contract. Originally, when they did it, I was kind of left scratching my head. I said, well, Tuka Rask is going to be back and what? Now you're going to have three really, really good goalies. You're going to have one fantastic one in Tuka Rask and two other guys who are NHL starting calibers that are going to be backups. Didn't make sense. Yeah. So now, now it makes sense. They probably knew ahead of time that the the likelihood of him making that full on rebound or full on rebound and coming back to being healthy NHL starter game in a game out was probably slim. Well, they were hedging their bets. Um, so if he could come back, you could always put Swayman down in Providence uh, to get a whole bunch of games with their AHL team. Um, but if he couldn't come back, or he re-injured himself, or something happened with Olmark. Uh, then they could have Swayman to come back up. Swayman was playing pretty well early in the year. Then when Rask was coming back and he got shuffled down to Providence, uh, he maybe lost a little bit of confidence. But, uh, you know, I expect him to bounce back. That will be interesting. Like I said, Boston and Washington are the only two teams we could potentially catch. But we're really, really far behind them points-wise. We're not catching Washington, and I don't think we're not catching Boston. I'm just saying, right, Boston looks like – you talk about how teams could collapse and crumble. Boston has all the makings of a team that could really go on a skid and a slide just based off of looking at what's going on. And you look at Brad Marshall making that stupid – idiotic six-game suspension with his nonsense on the ice in between the whistles and you're like it just shows you like okay the locker room may may be in a little bit of flux nobody in their right mind goes ahead and does something unhinged like that on the ice if everything's good in the room he's just a loose cannon and you listen to the boston people you know they even say you know what yeah are we really a contender for the stanley cup no they're not and and they're like we're not They'd be realistic about it. They're not. They've played Carolina three times this year. They've been outscored, uh, I think it's 16 to 1 in those three games. Carolina's just better than they are. Can you imagine what it'd be like if we played Carolina, if we made it to the playoffs? It would be very, very similar. Mm. There were just certain teams that are just way, way better. That's why I keep on saying for the last three years, we're not contenders because to me, a contender is a team that can win a Stanley Cup. We haven't been that. We're not going to be that. That's why I say let's gear up for the future. Well, I'm just more talking about, right, they, they're without Patrice Bergeron, they're without Brad Marchand, and they just lost Tuka Rask. I mean, Rask, when he came back, I, he wasn't what he had been in the past. That injury was still giving him issues, but you're missing two of your best forwards, and, you know, uh, Marchand and Bergeron. I know you you still got Pasternak playing, but, I mean, those are two huge pieces, and, you know, you're talking about, what do they call it, the perfection line. Those are two out of the three pieces of the perfection line not there. True. True. No. I, again, like I was just saying, you, you look at a team that has to make up to start faltering a little bit. The Boston Bruins did, but I still think it's too far of a hill and a mountain. I won't say a hill. It's too far of a mountain for us to climb. Um, but, uh, you know, it's worth mentioning, right? Uh, be interested to see how the Islanders play tonight, though. These Calgary Flames are a playoff caliber team. It is going to be on the road. Do we come out and look like we did the last two games, like we did against the Edmonton Oilers and the Vancouver Canucks? Or do we look slow, old, and not like we should be sharing the same ice surface as the Calgary Flames? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. This is a game I'm interested to see. Okay, the games against, even though we lost to Seattle, um, you know, Vancouver, Edmonton, they're they're non-playoff teams. 
So, I mean, we should beat them, even though we lost the two of the three. But how do we look against playoff caliber teams? Those are, That should be your measuring stick, right? How are you doing against uh, playoff caliber teams? Because that's where you want to be. Can you match up with those teams? Yeah. We haven't been able to do it all year. Maybe tonight that changes. Absolutely. Lou R saying, what's up? What's up, Lou? Frank K saying last night, uh, you saw this season in the nutshell. You can't finish, unable to handle speedy forechecking um, when pressured. I expect a six to one blowout loss tonight. Boston and Detroit won today. Detroit will fight all year. Detroit's one of those teams where next year I think they're guaranteed a playoff spot, and that's going to be a freaking team to watch out for in years to come. That's bad news for us as well. They're a young team. Really young, who's on the come? Watch out, most the Rangers. They even have. They've got even more young defensive prospects, like Albert. They've got. They've got so many young defensive and offensive prospects that are really looking good in the level overseas in Europe. And I mean, you look at Mo Cedars done a great job transitioning, and so was Lucas Raymond this year for them. They're a really, really. Their team. If you're if you're a Red Wings fan, you've got to be excited about the future. And they, you have to feel that they're ahead of schedule, don't you? For, well, that's what happens when you hit most seeders. Want to, <laughs> if you go back and redraft the class, right? What did most seeder go six? He looks like he could be, he could be, he could have maybe said, I, I make a case for being a top two or the first overall pick in that year's draft. But the reason why they're way ahead of schedule is because their younger players are starting to fulfill a potential early in their careers. They're not letting them sit in the minors for three, four, five years before they bring them up. You can skate, you can play on this team. The, you are the future. Yes, I understand the NHL is not uh, a finishing league, you know, where you uh, knock off the rough edges. But you know what? Talent is talent. If you make a mistake, you make a mistake. You're just going to get better from it in the long run. That's why I'm just a big proponent of that of playing that way. I really am. I'm looking at it, and you look at that 2019 draft real quick, and this is what I mean. When your team and you could you can expedite and make a rebuild happen quickly, you have to hit on your draft picks. In that 2019 draft, Jack Hughes was the first off the boards, uh, Capo Caco, Kirby Doc, uh, Bowen Byram, Alex Turcott, and then Mo Cedar, right? Mo Cedar and Trevor Zegras are the two best players that have come out of that draft class so far. I put them one and two pretty close. And you think to yourself, yeah, that's right. Mo Cedar was a sixth overall selection and Zegras was the ninth overall selection. I mean, you have to be able to find those guys and you have to hopefully be able to hit on them. And, and both of those teams were able to. And Zegras was supposed to be like a top three pick and he slid for some reason. There's always someone who slides, right? Matt Barzell slid in his draft year. Um, every year, I mean, Aturatu slid uh, yep. in this year's draft. Uh, you see it every year, and those guys, and that's the thing. It's like you're looking at draft. You're talking about kids who are 17, 18 years old, and it's like, okay, so they had a bad year or they had a bad second half or something you didn't like in their game. But if you see the talent there for years and years, and all of a sudden they have you know one off year, and it's all of a sudden, okay, no, we're dropping them in the rankings. Sometimes it's not the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Tony G is saying, oh, man, I was disappointed you guys weren't covering the game yesterday. I will take fault for that. I was out on a date with my wife. Um, we were doing the Valentine's Day date. It was a late game, too, in the evening. But it was it was an exciting game to watch. Grumpy, by the way, I went to a restaurant. Have you ever had frog legs? No. Why would I do that? Who the hell eats frogs? 
I had frog legs for the first time. And you know how they always say taste like chicken? Um, kind of is accurate, but kind of not. Frog legs taste like a mix between chicken and cod, like the what fish. What did you hit like some uh, high school biology lab to score those frogs? What the hell? I caught them at a restaurant and I was like, oh, man, I've never had frog legs. Let me go ahead and try it. If I was rating it on a scale of one to ten, frog legs would probably be a six out of ten. Not the best thing I've ever eaten. Far from the worst. Okay. All right. Now, how much are these frog legs? How much they cost for an order of frog legs? How many legs do you get? How many frogs do they have to kill to feed you? What was the deal on that? Um... It was probably like with tax, maybe like four, it was like an appetizer, maybe like 14 or 15, probably 15 bucks. Let's just round up for like a total of, dude, I was eating frog legs. It felt like for forever, probably eight frog legs, 15 bucks, two legs, $2 a frog leg. And, and did you eat dinner or was that your dinner? Oh no, I ate dinner, man. That was just an appetizer. Rump. Ugh, disgusting. Like I'll tell you one thing. There is no fat on that damn frog leg, buddy. You're eating and just, it's all muscle. And you're kind of like, ooh. the weird thing was it's a little fin or whatever that little flipper part. You're not supposed it's to eat, eat the fucking flippers. No. <laughs> well, here's the thing. There was some meat in there. Go, and you sucked it right through the little, little tendon, oh. right through the little bone. I'll tell you, I was like, ugh. that stuff tasted a little fishy down there towards a little appendable little, little uh, web foot. You're probably one of those guys when you eat oysters, you eat the shells too, right? I don't eat. I can't eat oysters. I've had like escargot. Anytime I see something unique on a, on a restaurant menu, I say, you know what? When's the next time I'm ever going to see this? Let's get it. I'm they're on. They're on every single menu and everywhere. So frog I mean, legs. You go to restaurants that eat that serve frog legs all the time. I didn't. I've never seen frog legs as on the recipe. So it's like shit. I'll order some. You just go in there and give me the menu. Two. Two of the menu just send them over to the table oh good gracious yeah. good gracious uh but yes tony cheese once the west coast trip is gone we'll be back to covering the games i just it's tough with work to be up to ungodly hours like that lou r says here i was watching the toronto vancouver game and what an entertaining game with speed we're having boring just like the seattle just like that seattle game well that's the thing people forget what hockey can really be like you watch some other teams i watched um, Tampa Bay and Colorado the other night. And I was like, holy crap. I, uh, we couldn't beat either one of those teams ever, ever, ever. Oh. They were just that good. The action was like end to end. I mean, the goaltenders were fantastic and you had to be. I mean, everything was like wild offensive scrambles in the zone. It was, it was great fun to watch, fun to watch. Those are those are always the best games, Grump. Always the best. Christopher C said, "We will put out the fire. We will put out the fire. <laughs> it's always burning since the world's been turning." Rich A said, "Barry, we can score. I know what the first line. I know what to do. First line, Cal Clutterbuck. Yeah, or he meant to say, Barry, we can't score. And he says, I know what we can do. Put Cal Clutterbuck on that first line. I don't. I don't know if any of the." The bootlick and weasel squad is saying that what a brilliant job putting Cal Clutterbuck on the first line. Barry knew what he was doing. He knew that was going to reinvigorate our offense. Stop. I'm sure they did. I'm Just, sure they did. I don't yeah. even need to read it. I know some news publication site will say some nonsense like that. I don't. Here's the thing. It's almost like I could look at the headline and go, holy shit. Here it is. There it is. And I remember I said we had we were waiting. We were trying to wait desperately to see 
what the line combinations were going to look like when we had Tommy B on the show Wednesday. I was like, oh, God, is it going to come out? I remember as soon as it did, I had to use the bathroom right after the podcast. I said, holy shit, guys. I said, the lineups are in. And I said, it's only a matter of time before someone says, well, maybe this is maybe this is a move to go ahead and get Cal Clutterbuck's trade value higher. And I was like, I said, it's only a matter of time before you start to see that too. Well, and I'm glad actually those lineups did not come out before we got off the air because that would have extended the podcast another who knows how long. I want to tell you one more thing about frog legs. I was just thinking about that was kind of odd about them. Now, they hop off the plate. No, they didn't do that. Frog's bones are really skinny. You know, like when you have a chicken leg, you know, it's kind of kind of big, kind of sturdy bone. These frog legs, they're very <laughs> veiny too. So you get a lot of those veins in there, but they're so skinny. Like you could break the bone with your tongue. You could do that. But I mean, like I didn't I didn't know what to expect. I was kind of I was kind of blown away by it, Crump. You're disgusting. You're like an animal. <laughs> so we are animals. Humans are animals, Crump. Yeah, um, some more than others. Uh, Frank K says, since Halak, uh, since Halak was making the Islanders look like a Stanley Cup, uh, making Islanders look like the Stanley Cup days, they've been outscored six to two. That's true. That's true. And Halak usually performs really poorly against the teams that he's played for before. Brother number three says Mike Smith damn near got shut out, uh, flopping around like a fish out of water with every he, save. He did. He looked, he was all over the place. I don't know. I mean, he was inside the net, outside the net, poke checking, 10 foot out of the crease. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Um, Nick B saying, or Nick D saying here, wait, hold on, TJ, do not ever bring up the Seattle Kraken. Oh, yeah, I tell you. Ooh. The Seattle Kraken. Uh, Grumpy, move that mic closer to your face. Thank you. Uh, Coach, <laughs> I don't look how you move it. You didn't actually move it at first. It's moved now. You happy now? Yeah, I'm happy. I, I want to make sure the audio quality comes in good. Um, Coach Tommy B said, how are you teaching a grumpy old man? I'm doing well. Grumpy, I think, is doing well. And are you ready for a Super Bowl Sunday? Does it even feel like Super Bowl this year? No, it doesn't. There's no storylines. You know, it's not you know, Mahomes, Brady, Rogers, any of the big quarterbacks. It's the crappy Rams in their crap stadium against the Bungles. Um, I don't think most of the country even cares. I enjoy watching football, though, last game of the year. Um, I will say it doesn't feel like the Super Bowl. It also doesn't feel like the Winter Olympics are going on. True. And I don't know what the reason is for it, but – I we were we were talking with the guys from the caps chirps podcast last wednesday or last sunday and the olympics had started i'm like yeah it doesn't even really feel i haven't been interested in winter i usually like the winter olympics but i haven't i just haven't been interested i wasn't interested last year in the summer olympics either i remember i used to love watching the olympics every single day boom it'd be something to be excited about but i, I don't know I, and here's the thing it could be because we have so much other stuff going on where it's like you've got covid you have political tension you've got russia you've got russia and ukraine it just it overshadows the good things in life i don't know but I'm like, I need to get back to watching the Winter Olympics to put a smile on my face. I haven't okay. watched any of it. For me, no fans in the stands, everybody wearing masks all over the place. It's like, come on, stop. That's Warzone. what it's like for me. Warzone, senior citizen says, watching you guys in 4K, you can see all of TJ's at Water Gallon. There it is, the 4K. Oh. Here it is. Uh, uh, Andrew L says, Sorokin has looked far from impressive lately. 
Mm, I'm not sure about that. I didn't think he looked great last night, to be honest with you. I, I, whenever you see Islander goalies, when they're struggling, they're deep inside their net. I saw that a little bit from Sorokin yesterday. The shots were coming from everywhere. I think the team speed, we weren't able to keep up defensively. Um, it was an interesting go- game to watch. But he's coming up with big saves at big moments, and that's what you want from your goalie. Okay, okay let's look at yesterday's game. Are we expecting him to stop every two-on-one opportunity that comes in? I don't. I know Butch was tearing the living shit out of him because and that he gave up on the power play, right? He gave up a goal to where it was a loose play. The guy makes a diving effort and just hits the puck and it goes through his five hole. The guy was point blank and he just throws his stick at it. You don't know what freaking type of bounce it's going to take off the puck, whether it's going to go straight ahead, bounce up in the air if it catches the blade on a funny portion. He was unimpeded in front of that and just dove and took a whack at it. And it just happened to go through his five. I don't know what we're expecting on that. I, I don't think he's looked poor, but no, oh, Jesus Christ. Why do I have the feeling that Varlamov is going to get run out of the arena tonight? I don't know about that. Uh, like I said, well, I, Calgary is a high-fired, high-octane offensive type of team, Grumpy. Heavy forechecking. And they do, I know, they do play a really good defensively. You know, they're 25-13-6. That's a pretty good record. They haven't even played a whole lot of home games this year. They've only played uh, 17 home games this year out of 44 games. So they're going to have a lot of home games the rest of the way. Okay, but to answer your question, I, I want to go more back to stylistically. I didn't need the, the stat breakdown, grumpy old man. I just felt like giving it to you. I know you did. I know you have it pulled up. You're like, hold I on did. a second. I had it pulled up. I can go ahead and bring this up now. I had to pull I had it pulled up. Why not throw it out there? Why not? Calgary has the eighth most point or goal scored a game right now, averaging three point three goals a game. That's trouble for us. So I said, right, they're a heavy four-check type of team. They score a lot of goals. And you look at this, they're they're scoring 3.3 goals a game, only giving up 2.25 goals against a game. Yeah, they're average. better than we are. Well, we don't score 2.25 goals a game, so that's good news for us. <laughs> you think we're going to score more goals? Oh, no, we score 2.4 goals a game, Grumpy, now. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Only, only ahead of the Montreal Canadiens, the Arizona Coyotes, and the Chicago, or we're tied with the Chicago Blackhawks. Pretty bad. Not good enough. Mm. <laughs> Need to get better there. Oh, I, I bet you if you listen to the podcast three years ago, I was saying the same exact thing about that. You were that saying that we need to bring in and address our lack of offensive talent. You were still saying that three years ago. Well, we haven't done anything in three years. Nick D says, TJ Grumpy, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing well, Nick D. Thanks for asking. Um, some change um, in the lineup the last two games. It just proves the grumpy old man right. Batty Barry is whacked. Um, why he doesn't bench Bailey, I have no idea. I just loved it how he said in that Post article, New York Post article, how you know maybe he's been right letting the his feelings for the veterans – you know, who proved it in the past. I'm going to have to reassess that. Did he reassess that? Nope. Do you remember when you said that? And I said, why the hell were we even talking about it? Like a legitimate point, because I knew there was no freaking way in hell. He was ever going to take a veteran out of that top six role ever. His adjustment to the team struggling was we're going to demote uh, Anthony Pavillier to a bottom six role. Again, he's a streaky guy. He's far from the biggest issue we've had this season. 
and Kyle Palmieri goes on parental leave. So we're going to put Cal Clutterbuck on first line right wing, and we're going to go ahead and put Ross Johnston on the second line left wing. That was the answer to our team struggling. The answer quotes, air quotes there on that. I don't care about the team struggles. Yep, I could care less. Care less about care the less team about the team struggling. struggling. I could oh, care less. Man. Uh, go ahead, Joe. Tell us again, Joe. <laughs> um, we should have that. We should have that where you just push a button on the soundboard. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll clip down the soundboard. I'm, I have a lot of things we could put on the soundboard, by the way. If you give them to me, I will be able to clip them. I just need to know what you'd like, and I could do that. I am trying to desperately find, and Grumpy, we had like, we've been, we've been with the Hockey Podcast Network for well over. Since they started 200, 200 plus episodes. So there's a lot of episodes I'm going to have to siphon through to try to see if I could get to the Anders Lee discussion. And I don't even know if that was when we were with the hockey podcast. No, we the, first, the first episode where you said that Anders Lee was better than Patrick Kane. Oh, that's bullshit. Holy crap. It oh. was not when we were part of the hockey podcast network. Okay. So you're going to, at least you saved me the time that maybe we won't look for that specific. Of course there. we won't look for that one. That's that just proves my point. Let's just you, skip that one. Do you want to go ahead and pay to unlock our SoundCloud for like a day or a month or something like that so we could find this one and I could I, just listen to everything on I don't need to because I don't oh, know what shit. You okay. Yeah. Okay, grumpy. Um Matthew has said, but of course we'll never see Wallstrom up there on that first line. Not this year. Maybe next year. If a whole bunch of people are hurt, maybe next year. Here's the thing. Uh I don't know. Maybe you'll see him crack a top six rule game a few games next year, but he's not gonna be he's not gonna be the guy on the top six next year, even though he freaking should be. We were talking about at that time. You, we were thinking that on the first episode we listened to, Noah Dobson had a good camp, and you were worried that he was going to be sent down to juniors again. That was a, that was the episode we were talking about. I'm like, holy crap, how things some things never change. Talking about the young guys not getting their chance seems to be a constant on this podcast. Frank K says, um, isn't it wonderful seeing Devon Taves, Jordan Eberle, and now Austin Zarnak shining? Now I really question if the two out-of-touch geezers are the answer anymore. Talking about Barry Trotz and Lou Lamarillo, the answer is absolutely not. Yeah, you don't even need to have to ask that question anymore. The answer is no. They've served their purpose. Now it's time to get some fresh blood in there, GM and coach, because a rebuild is in order. It is. A rebuild is in order. Warzone Senior Sit says here, um, Barry Trotz is a $5 million a year nightmare. I think it's only four, but yeah, he's a, yeah. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. When they blew up the Death Star in Star Wars, did they, well, let's try to piece together with the shit that's floating around the galaxy. Did they do that? Or did they just start rebuilding not one, but two? Death Stars. That's what they wound up doing. They're like, hey, we're going to build two of these just in case one of them blows up again. We're going to have another one. right? Let's rebuild these things. That's what we should be doing. Not using the, the Josh Bailey, Anders Lee, Brock Nelson scraps that are floating around the galaxy. Ooh. Oh, man, I sneak. New, new titanium steel. Who would be that new titanium steel grumpy old man? It's lady? not going to be Simon Holmstrom. It's got to be oh, somebody there you go. There you go. Uh, no bellows either, says Warzone. This is so stupid. I can't stand that midget trots. He's not a midget. He's an armadillo. 
the armadillo himself. Uh, Tommy B says Zarnak is 29 years old and has been a fill-in player his entire career. I know for certain he has, but I just hate it. Here's the thing. I'm happy for his sake that he's going to get a legitimate fair shake. For the player's sake and for him as a person, I'm happy he's going to get a legitimate shake to earn himself possibly a game-in, game-out role in the NHL. If it's not for a year or two, maybe he could be a solid bottom six guy for two years. I'm yep. just saying, you're right. Think about it. He's been a, he's been a spot player. He's been a healthy scratch the majority of his career, but he's played so well, and he's de- continued to develop throughout his career. His ceiling's not going to be super high because he's just being more consistent when he's 29, but he's a guy who could have played on us on our bottom six for a year or two. Let me, put, let me put it to you this way. He's been a fill-in player his entire career, which is correct. On our team, he played first-line minutes. He was on the penalty kill and the power play. What does that tell you about the talent on our team where a career fill-in player somehow was able to be a first-liner for us? Komarov, Clutterbuck, Jarnak, what do they all have in common? They're all career third, fourth liners. Somehow they're the best players on our team get elevated to the first line. I find it kind of, I don't know, asinine. That's me. What can I do? backwards for certain. Nick D says, remember, Halak was being Halak. If the Canucks started Thatcher Demko, we would lose. We would have lost that game. We did come out flying that game. I was going to say, a lot of those goals, too. I, I know Halak led in you know, a week here, too. But, I mean, shit, man, we looked dominant during the first period. I mean, five goals in the first period is nuts. It was 5 nothing because Halak can't move anymore. He's really bad. The Islanders are, uh, are just a bad team. I was surprised they didn't pull Halak after the third goal. I mean, we gave up like three goals. We we scored three goals in like two and a half minutes. I, was, I thought it was thirty-one seconds. Oh, okay. I thought I thought all well, three goals. Whatever. Here's the thing. It was, it was a short time period. It was mighty quick. It doesn't matter. I was about to say, yeah. As a coach, and it's only like three minutes into the game, three and a half minutes into the game. At there, it's like, yeah, okay. Sorry, we got to do something to change up the mojo here. <laughs> and even though if maybe it's not a lock, we need to do something to wake the hell out of the team. Yep. Up. Um, SB also says Kyle Clutterbuck does not work on the top line, just like other fourth liners. Trotz has put on there. Get Wallstrom on the freaking top line. Sorry, Barry doesn't listen to you, SP. He doesn't listen to you, us, and the, the other Islanders <laughs> never say die listeners. Uh, Lou R says here, as soon as the as Vancouver woke up and used speed to defend our attack, and the Islanders didn't show uh, or didn't know how the f to handle it, we had players running into each other. True, true. Matthew S saying we are definitely better, but there's a lot la- we lack enough talent, and that's there's nothing you can do unless you start moving players out. Can't bring in new talent start until you start moving out some of these. Long established veterans. Frank Hay says Ross Johnson on the second line. Cal Clutterbuck on the first line. Barry must be on some heavy shit. What can I do? <laughs> Jared Ben says, Hey boys, love you. Love you too, Jared Ben. Look at that. Look at that fella. He's handsome. handsome. I think you had just had a haircut. Your hair looks short in that picture too, like it looks short now. Did Maybe you tell him to leave a little more on the top, Grumpy? It looks like you did something special with the stuff on top. Actually, no, I didn't spray my hair down today. I got it cut, and I'm like, I'm not going to spray it down. The warden and I were watching a little television this afternoon, and the podcast came up. I'm like, ah, you know what? No one will notice if it's a little poofy on the top. Coach Tommy B says, Connor McDavid has to hate it there. 
yeah, talking you know about what? Edmonton. You want to know where he'd really hate it? He'd really hate it playing for the Islanders. Then he'd really hate it. Are you, sh- uh, you think he hates it there? I guarantee he'd hate it here more. Oh, good gracious. Sorry, McDavid. You're going to get benched because you didn't play defense on that shift. I don't care that you scored 180 points for us this year. You're sitting. Christ almighty. How do you think How do you think Barry would handle Connor McDavid if he just said, screw you? I'll bet you Barry wouldn't even last six weeks if Connor McDavid was here and they got into a beef. Oh, but now Edmonton's a team. On seriously, Edmonton's a team that could use a little bit of structure. They can't have unbending structure, like Marty St. Louis said. Again, like he, when I see somebody who's able to articulate my thoughts so well, I say, "Thank you, thank you, Marty St. Louis." The conversation has been ended by this brilliant man. <laughs> so <laughs> Matthew S. here is saying, uh, two of the three goals um, he should have stopped." I think talking about Sorokin. Uh. McDavid is miserable. Mm. I don't know. He looks pretty to me. George P. is showing us. He, I think he wanted to share. Now, you know there's a Twitter handle, Grumpy Old Man. I don't know anything about Twitter. It's literally uh, called Josh Bailey is bad, and the Twitter handle is Josh Bailey sucks. <laughs> so there's, this, there's this team, and I retreated one of the items, too, because it was kind of funny to watch and listen to. But uh, it's just – it's it, it's starting to make its rounds, by the way, in the um, – in the Islanders community, Isles Fix was talking about it, and Jesus Christ! Every time uh, Josh Bailey makes a mistake, kind of like I think the one that you're watching right there, he like fumbles the puck. They will send the, the video clip, and they'll upload the video clip of Josh Bailey making a mistake in the offensive zone or neutral zone. That's like a full time job. I was about to say I don't know how they have that much. I don't know how they have that much time. And this one here, oh God, he gets the puck. He keeps it in and just whiffs on it, throws it across the middle. It's intercepted by. I did see that. Nobody commented on that. Butch didn't comment on that last night. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. And here's the effort. Look at this. I tell you, it's. And now this is starting to get a little notoriety there on Isles Fix. I think it was what it was, but they're just showing Josh Bailey in the movement here. Oh man, I tell you, if you're if you're going to get pissed off. And here it is right there. The Isles Fix was talking about it. That was That's fantastic. But when you're talking about a lack of effort, man, Josh Bailey's the antithesis of that. And so is sometimes Anders Lee. So I cannot believe that the Coliseum opened 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. 50 freaking years ago. I remember the Islanders' first season. 50 years ago. Oh. Are you starting to feel old, Grumpy? I see people dying. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man. I'm, he, he's what? He's how old? They're dying. I'm like, I'm older than those people. Just, okay. you know. Oh, goodness. Grumpy. Um, a transition, though, before we get back to comments. Do you know what time it is on our podcast today, Grumpy? Why don't, why don't you tell us? It's time for the ad read grumpy old man the moment we've been waiting for since september is finally here in honor of the big game DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of super bowl 56 is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team bet just five dollars and get 280 in free bets if your team wins if DraftKings sportsbook is now live in new york meaning that you can bet in almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at a million-dollar top prize with their first deposit. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. You must be 21 years or older. A minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee call or text TN Redline which is 1-800-889-9789 in Connecticut call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in New York call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y which is 467-369 Hopany is that Hopenny? Hopenny, baby. Grumpy remembers the infamous Hopenny. Oh my God. Hey, John Smith saying if Arlemoff starts tonight, uh, he's going to get lit up. Well, I'm interested to see the game. I am. I just feel so relaxed. When, uh, when I see TJ get really angry on the show, I'm like, okay. I'm not angry. I'm going to have to scale. But <laughs> he just seems so defeated where I'm just looking forward to the future. I'm not defeated, Grumpy. I mean, it is what it is. It's what do they say? When you resist what is, that's when suffering begins. I'm no longer resisting the outcome, the impending outcome of the season. Okay. You should have listened uh, to me before the season started. I told you it was going to happen. Oh, man. Um, and then George B said, I sent the Islanders Never Say Die account a message with a meme you might like. Okay. I'll have to check that. Give me a second here. Um, ooh. Frank K said, or Tom B says, Frank K was miserable after Team USA spanked China eight to nothing. Oh, gosh. You know uh, what they said in China? That, uh, that they were cheated out of that okay. game against USA. No, you're kidding. I am kidding. But okay. Was I, I wasn't sure. Brian B says here, lineup is hilarious. We have five fourth liners in the lineup. <laughs> that is true. Actually, more than that, if you actually look at what their talent dictates, more than that. A bare minimum of five fourth liners in the lineup. Holy! I'm gonna throw Parise in there too. That makes six. Unless you don't think that Bavillier is a fourth liner, even though he did play on the fourth line. Oh my goodness gracious! I tell you something else. Frank K says, uh, "Lost my DH Gate endorsement. Very depressing." Oh, DH Gate. They make shirts, don't they? I think so. Uh, Dimitri P says, "Zarnak assists for the Kraken on his first game." He was doing that for the Islanders too but he wasn't deemed good enough to play. Uh, you know, Oliver Wallstrom, you know, yeah, just kind of poked that puck in. You know, everybody else did the work. Really, It wasn't looking. repeatable. It was created by somebody else. I just like, you can't be looking a gift goal in the mouth there, Barry. At least we do have 100 goals for this year, so that's pretty good. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> How many goals? 40, that's, we are on pace, seriously, for 200 goals scored this year. 100 goals in 41 games. Yikes. Think about that. That's 200 goals. Jesus. Man, I'm man, Grumpy. Now, George P. happened to send us a little meme, Grumpy. Now, you do you know what memes are? They're little things. Yeah, they go little things. They're like little pictures that tell a story. Oh, Grumpy. shit. Trots, the young, talented kids, the underperforming, underperforming veterans. He's checking out that booty, Grumpy. Well, he that. thinks that the – see, he should have done the picture. Should have. Well, I guess no. 
but he should have been that, looking at that image right there is a meme, right? Where people put names on it and oh, different okay. situations. And so it's not just Islanders. They'll do something like, oh, XYZ individual. And they'll look at somebody else. In reality, they'll have this on their team. So it's like they just, it's a template they put different names on. I'd like to see the next frame where that guy turns around and he gets a smack in the chops from his from his lady friend there. Because you know that's coming. That that face that she has on his price, like, what the f- WTF? Washington football team? What the hell? What in the Washington football team are you doing? <laughs> oh, I love that. Christopher C said, just out of curiosity, guys, if Barzy is the face of the franchise, why isn't he the captain? He because be the captain sooner rather than later. This offseason, make him the captain. They should just make him captain, bench that piece of shit, average Anders Lee. He's a human turnover machine, too. You ever see him handle a puck? Just, just give it to the other team. Don't even waste your time. You know, you want to know why he doesn't have as many turnovers? Because he doesn't touch the puck much. It's a wasteoid. Another one. He's right on my shit list, too. Jeremy F. saying here, good evening, fellas. It's Saturday night. Hope you have a great show. As always, how many new defensemen and forwards do you anticipate in the lineup next year? How many? Man, he's always asking these damn questions. Good evening, are... Jeremy. Let me start off with that. Good evening, Jeremy. Happy Saturday evening. Here's a, you know, I see it's Saturday night. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. Night. Uh, there was a song called Saturday Night by the old Bay City Rollers. You ever Is heard of the Bay Saturday City Night Rollers? Fever? I don't know. No, no. the Bay City Rollers, not Saturday Night Fever. They had a song called Saturday Night. I'll, I'll be honest, I've never heard. I've never watched the Saturday Night Fever oh, or whatever. What do they call it? Not Saturday Night Fever. Okay, maybe you're not understanding. There was a musical group called the Bay City Rollers who had a song called Saturday Night, and we go S A T U R D A Y Night, and it'll be. You know, uh, then they they were from Scotland. It was a it's a it was a cute little bouncy little pop song back in the early seventies. And those guys were skinny as shit. You know, you don't think about it. It's like, man, look at those guys are rail thin. No, I've 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 never heard of the song. Maybe that was. Do you listen to that Saturday evenings when you were drinking in your young, early, impressionable days, Grumpy? Like I said, no, that was like a little pop song. They were very popular with the girls. Little girls. They must have been team teen heartthrobs. Saturday night, Saturday. You are. Thanks for bringing that up too. But we did. We heard it. Uh, Michael T says, "Cal Clutterbuck on a first line." What in the stir fried shit? Trots is deranged. You know, I remember Michael T was very critical of me being nasty about the team and their direction. But now he seems like he's full. He he's went into the pool on the deep end. He's plunged in the deep end with the grumpy old man. Oh man. This is, I like, I like, you know, I like, you talk about third jerseys. I like this alternate color of the fisherman. I like the fisherman. What's wrong with the fisherman? I love the fisherman. Bring him back. Uh, Fagio says, hold up. Jacob saying, hey, what's up? What's up, Jacob? Marcus H saying here, hey, look, a bandwagon. Jacob, uh, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Michael T says, good evening, TJ. Good evening, Grump. Good to see you guys as usual. Um, how did we win that Vancouver game? It didn't get, I, I didn't get to see it. Um, I didn't, uh, I, I, or it did. Hold on. I didn't get to see it. Did Vancouver's players only wear one skate? No, they had, uh, uh, Halak and goal. That was the uh, equalizer, shall we say? Did you put up a picture of the side of the Bay City Rollers? Is that what you want me to do? Is the Bay City Rollers? Yeah, I want everybody to see the Bay City Rollers. So they were like a little, like a little, uh, 
little boy band back in the day. Oh my God. What grumpy dude. This what? screams. What was this in the eighties? Seventies. I told you seventies. Oh, Jesus. Grumpy. Yeah. Dude, my God them up. Almighty. I'm Ooh. just saying they were like a little popular little boy band back then. It's not something I was listening to drinking alcohol. <laughs> I mean, oh man, I'm trying. I'm trying to get a good image. Here we go. Look at these guys. My God, they're all skinny, right? With their little hairs. Their little hair. With their little hairs. I, I mean, like you could just tell the style. You could just tell the style is different. Oh yeah, man, that's them right there. This guy on the far left. You know what he looks like, Grump? Have you ever seen the movie Tropic Thunder? They look like they got moose knuckles. Have you? Oh, look at this guy on the left. You, have you ever seen the movie Tropic Thunder? Yes, I have. That's not. Do the you best remember? Movie. Hold on. Do you remember when Ben Stiller, he's like the movie actor, and he plays Simple Jack? This is what he looks like when he does the impression of Simple Jack. He's like, oh, no, 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 that hurt. This is exactly what the Simple Jack character looks like in that film of Tropic Thunder. Yeah, no. that's I said that's not the Ben Stiller character. If you just let me, I, I so I can avoid you talking about it endlessly, I just could have told you that's not the Ben Stiller character. I said it right up top. You just, just kept on that's going. That's what he looks like. That's what he looks like, Grumpy. Okay. They're all from Scotland. Okay. Ooh. Look, their little VJJs are really showing in the front there. So, what are you talking about? Look at the way, look at the cut of their pants. Looks like they got moose knuckles going on. Oh, God. Are you talking about moose knuckles on an Islander freaking podcast? Jesus. Because I saw the picture. Let's so see if you can control yourself. My God. Look at how these people drew. Maybe fashion. I, maybe I've just never been a part of fashion, Grump. <laughs> well, that's obvious. Why don't you wear another tank top on the show? Jesus, man, I'll tell you. I, you know, I'll, I'll pop up this picture too, Grumpy. Yikes. Maybe I, you know, I, you could do this, I guess, or any fashion, but Jesus. Whew. Yeah, they were like a popular little boy band back in the day. They had some pretty good hits. It's a girl shirt. Yeah, it's like, like I said. Hence mm. the knuckles. Oh, God. Bell bottoms, little flared out bell bottom pants. Oh, yeah, that was a style back then. Rich A saying a Wallstrom scratch is incoming. It's inbound, grumpy old man. I hope not. I hate to see him get benched. Michael D saying, I want to see a first line of Zach Parise, Matt Barzal, and Oliver Wallstrom. Well, how many more crests can Zach Parise hit point blank? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Chris S. said, they played great. They just ran into a hot goalie. That was Edmonton. I thought they played much better yesterday. Mm. And uh, what a film saying, ahoy, gentlemen. Well, good evening. What a Tommy B. says, Josh Hosang missed a whole wide open net last night and uh, handed the puck away to Team USA's fourth goal. Go, USA. I can't even say I've watched any of the Olympic games, so I can't tell you. I watched that. Or well, he's playing for Canada. Isn't Josh Hosang Canadian? He played against. Yeah, he must have been playing against Team USA, Grumpy. Oh, I didn't know they played today. Make me pull up the stats. It doesn't matter. No matter what your name is. Um, anyway, um, uh, nobody has a good shot, Chris Smith saying there. Uh, Rich A saying here, Wallstrom will never be on the first line as long as Barry's the coach. Possible, possible. Lou R saying maybe they're shopping Cal Clutterbuck. Should be. I don't know. Why not? I, oh, they should be, but I don't think that's the reason he should go on the first line. Michael T said, "I saw most of the Edmonton game, and it was some of the best hockey I've seen us play, in my opinion." Without a doubt, without a doubt. I thought we played really well last night. I'm. I, that's why I said, Michael. I don't know if you were at the beginning of the show. That was the first thing I th I thought was, "Where's this team been all year?" We certainly haven't played with that energy all year as a team. Mm. 
Absolutely. Um, Emmanuel R says here, God forbid we try Wallstrom on the first line. No, let's keep Lee there just in case there's a rebound. He's useless. Uh, Christopher S saying not this year, not selling off Cal Clutterbuck this year. Uh, Warzone senior citizen says, uh, Bellos is better than Lee. Lee is a damn plug. What plug? <laughs> He's just a guy you put the, to eat minutes. Good gracious, man. Oh, man. <laughs> he sucks. Um, and then Emmanuel R says here with Lou's history with coaches, uh, I would not be shocked. Um, if he's fired at the we'd, end of the season, we'd really have to go in the tank for him to get fired at the end of the year. Uh, but I think he only gets one more year, and it's like yeah, no. Yeah. Um. And this comment here, Christmas saying Trotz wants Wallstrom to earn that spot. Uh, uh, see, I can't. I, that, I hate when people say that. No offense, Chris, but you know what? If the other guys are playing so shitty, roll the dice. How's he going to earn it playing on the third line? How is Kiefer Bellows going to earn it playing 10 minutes a night? You can't earn it that way. You don't want to know when they were earning it, the young players? When Lambert was coaching. They were the best players on the ice with the younger players. Barry comes back, back to the bench they go. Just, ugh, no, sorry. I disagree with that. Mm -mm -mm. Um, yeah, and here's the thing. He has played well. He has a, he had a time period this earlier on the season where he was averaging what it was. He was on like a six or seven game point streak, and he had like eight or nine points over that time period. During a time period like that, he deserves a shot at a top tier line. Yes, he's never given a shot. So, uh, you know, he, I think he's played admirably this year, and I think that his skill set matches up well with Matt Barzal. Frank K says, as long as Trotz is here, Wallstrom is never playing on the first line. Um. Yeah, that's very possible. Um, we got a comment here also from what I'm saying here. I just don't understand why they don't play Bellows. It's really pissing me off. They're afraid I'm looking too good. Maybe they'll play him on defense, right defense. That's what you think? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good gracious. Good top, gracious. Six, top six talent, play him on the top six. It's not like anybody else on the top six is showing out. Play him up there. And then we got a comment here from Jeremy Ford saying, does Barry not like Wallstrom or is he, uh, or is it the fear of putting two players on the ice who are dangerous at both ends of the ice? Um, Wallstrom is okay in his own end with uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot or Brock Nelson, but Matt Barzal needs some help down low. Seriously. What I think it is, is uh, Barzell has a propensity of turning the puck over so does Anders Lee whenever he touches it, and he doesn't need Wallstrom doing that as well. I think that's really the whole thing. He can't be turning the puck over. That's his big thing is turning the puck over. You have to live with it with Barzell at this stage of the game with him and his career. You're going to live with that, but you don't want to have too many guys. This is what Barry is thinking, in my opinion. You can't have too many of those guys on one line turning the puck over. And, you know, we, I know Tommy B. I didn't watch the game. Uh, Josh Hosang did have a nice assist. I just watched a quick little highlight. He did have an assist in today's game. Against he leaves that shit. See, he leaves that out because he's got an agenda. Nah. <laughs> I didn't watch any of the game. I didn't watch any of the game. Stop. He's Who, not won it? Who won the game? Uh, USA? Yeah, USA won 42. Uh, George B. says here, uh, you, have, or, uh, you must have been stopped drink. Or, you, you must have stopped stop drinking Island Kool-Aid. That dreaded mixture of Capo Oh No, Cherry, Garth, Grape, Bailey, Bahama, Blue, Lou Lemonade, and Barry Berry. 
Stop drinking the Kool-Aid, peeps. Mm-mm. Michael T says Trotz has to go. I think he has lost the players. I think he, I think he's lost the players' confidence. Um, I kind of feel that that Seattle game was a possible mutiny. Um, going to disagree, Michael T, because they came out and played, uh, particularly the last game against Edmonton, really looked good, even though we lost three to one. Uh, Donald uh, Donald W says the Islanders are an older team. They look slow. They need to get younger. They have no pure goal scores um, at all, and they need a retool for next season. They've got one. I just don't play them on the line, and they are old and slow, Donald. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, we're like the Titanic right now, five compartments filling with water on the way down. Tommy B says, uh, full facts, no sleeping pills needed that night. Oh, shit. Tommy Duffy <laughs> taking shot at Phil's facts. Oh, what a film saying. I think that Lee's net front presence is valuable, second line valuable. You can't keep him on the first line just because he's the captain. And late game for you guys feels like it's um, feels late to me. Uh, Eight o'clock start, but I'm in Alberta. Love the early games at the East, LOL. Yes, thank you for rubbing it in, Woda. We appreciate it. Hope you do, hope Charlie's doing okay, and I hope you got him out of that Bailey jersey. Oh man, he's the George. ridicule of the neighborhood. That dog. George P said Bailey sucks. System or not, Michael T says I absolutely loved Marty St. Louis as a player. He was amazing to watch. For he was fun to watch. And then Emmanuel R says St. Louis is hundred percent right. Why would anybody stifle? Or St. Louis is hundred percent right. Why would anybody stifle natural talent? You'll have to ask Barry that question. I don't. I don't know how anyone can do it, but he does it on a regular basis. Matthew has said, "I wish Barry would say things like this." No, Barry would say the opposite. He'd go, "Everything is system." You think like I? It was a. It was an interview we did earlier this year. We finally got Matt Barzell to play in the system all the time. Well, that's why he's not scoring at all, because you turn him into a grinder. It's not what he is. Matt Barzell has to hate playing for Barry Trotz. It'd be like Bobby Orr playing for Barry. Just dump it in, Bobby. Nope. Just <laughs> dump the puck in, get back and play defense. Man. Tommy B. Same. Uh, part of playing sports is indeed instinctive, and instincts improve with repetition. Very true. What a film saying, uh, didn't go to the game, too much COVID stuff, uh, too much COVID BS, not to not worth it going to the game. Uh, Michael T says, Trotz has to go. Uh, Tommy B says, the best instinctive players have photographic memories. Um, you think they would have been better at school then? Maybe they are good at school. We just don't I bet know. they're not. They're all graduating, getting out of, at 18 years old, they're playing the pros. Well, it doesn't mean you're not smart. I didn't say they weren't smart. I'm just saying they weren't great students, so they would have went, you know, for further education. Hold on. If you had a chance to make millions of dollars and they said you have a fantastic ability to play, I'd put school on hold. I'm a big believer in education. If you get drafted in the NHL as a, as a first-round pick, you're saying, eh, not about it. And some of these NHL guys who are drafted go to college and they play for a college team. Whatever. <laughs> I bet they. I bet they all have photographic memories. That's all. Oh, uh, what a film! I don't think there's been any poll taken of hockey players with photographic memories. I think Tommy uh, Bob Baffy was just pulling out of his ass. Oh, come on! He's just opining on a thought he's got. Who cares? Uh, what a film saying here. We got a lot of comments to go through. What a film saying. Uh, Saint Louis was a special player. Um, uh, Matt Barzal uh, can turn heads uh, like he did through his career. Um, 
And then uh, Rich A saying, I hated having to play the system as a player. This is why no offensive free agents will sign here. And that's thank you very much, Rich. But that's also why we don't draft any offensive players. Look at the guys we draft. Alexander Lundkrantz, grinder. Simon Wol- uh, Holmstrom, grinder. Grind. grind. Just, just all grinders. Nobody with actual talent. Uh, Brian and Chris Smith saying about uh, the uh, Sarnax dime a dozen for certain bottom six are dime a dozen. Brian B said, um, so what uh, St. Louis is saying here um, is if he was a free agent, he's not signing with the Islanders and playing with Barry Trotz. Yep. And then Michael Michael T says here, um, what is Barry Trotz contract status with the Islanders after this year? He's got one year left. Lou Lamarillo has one year left. Bye bye, Barry. We hate to see you go. George P says, um, you have to worry about a few good players we have. Uh, their days are num- here are numbered. I think the younger players, if there's a new coach, you can reinvigorate the younger players. I think by playing for Barry Trotz, if you have any talent, why would you want to play for him? What a film saying here. I think Trotz has to go unless he plays Bellows and Wallstrom every game. Bailey can use some time off. Um, Alexander saying, guys. We hey uh, we suck. Um, hey, message to all the Barry lovers. How does the lineup look now? Looks great from Barry's point of view. I wonder if he changes it up tonight. He might. Maybe he'll go back. Maybe he'll go back to the same exact Ross Johnson back on the bench. Cal Clutterbuck back to the fourth line. Kyle Palmieri and Josh Bailey back back to the same exact lineup we saw opening night. Plus Casey Zizekas. Woohoo! That's all we needed. We struggled and got absolutely steamrolled by the Seattle Kraken. Only took two games to get those lines back back in order. Ugh. I don't know if they posted the line for. I, I will. I will have them when they do. Not yet. Michael T says. Um, so, do we think the Islanders, Lou Lamarillo, uh, are going to be buyers or sellers at a trade deadline? Grumpy. We can never be a buyer at today's dead at the deadline. Cannot do it. Sorry. Have to sell. 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 Yes, we do need to sell. I do not disagree at all, grumpy old man. Uh, Donald W. says the NHL is going to bring back the reverse retro jerseys back for next season, and I believe the Islanders are going to bring back the Fisherman jersey. It's going to sell. Believe me, people want that. I I want the jersey. 100% agree. The old-timers, excluding me, of course, and a couple others, but most old-timers hate that jersey, but all the youngsters absolutely will snap it up i i I thought it was just so short-sighted not to do it already just lazy marketing um george p says no puck luck that's the o the cap o no the cap o no uh special oh no special um patrick v said trots is a bum thanks uh for ruining the young guy no he's not a bum but he definitely does show the uh the young guys (laughs) unfortunately no love happy to see patrick back Absolutely. Good evening, Patrick. Michael M. saying early bedtime tonight. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I made a sacrifice today because to do the podcast for the people, I did not go see the Islanders farm team, the Bridgeport B Islanders, play the Charlotte Checkers this evening. And my son actually did go. So he's going to give me an update. But I definitely wanted to go see that game today. You should have let us know, Grumpy. We could, I could have just held it down by myself. Yeah, okay. We did just need one viewer. It would, miserable, it would have been a miserable podcast for the listeners. It would have been one viewer, and it would have been your wife. Ah, uh, she doesn't even watch us. 
Okay, <laughs> zero views. Oh man, Mr. B said, um, "How many game or how many of our guys have new babies at home? This changes focus and priorities." Talking about Kyle Palmieri. I don't think it has any bearing on how we've played this year. Hopefully it puts more fire in his pants, um, more aggression. Um, Brian B says, Bavillier is a third liner, period. Uh, Anthony, or Alexander says, Bavillier on a different team is a 30-goal scorer and a 70-point player. Maybe on Colorado. I'm about to say, he probably 60 points. I mean, Florida. like he, he would have one season with 60 points. He'd be probably around 50, 55 points a year in and year out. Um, James F. saying, hey, guys. Um, we, we need a win tonight. If we lose tonight, season's over. <laughs> that's that Tony Jesus joke. Brian B says Bavillier could play on two teams. He's never getting seventy points. Oh God. Oh man. Uh, Mr. B says uh, Jeff uh, Merrick uh, from Sportsnet in Canada called uh, Sackick a pirate for the Devon Taves trade. True. Gave him away. Gave him away for nothing. And what do we call Lou Lamarillo? An old senile man, a geriatric senile man giving away pieces. Like when they get that guy, the telemarketer says, hello, sir. Um, there's actually been fraud on your credit card, and we're going to need your social security number, your date of birth, your mailing address, and your full name. Well, hold okay. on. Let me get that information. Please help me, sir. Please help me. That was Lou Lamarillo, the geriatric, the geriatric senile old man. Michael D says, Trons has to go. Uh, we can lure in a uh, free agent, unrestricted free agent, offensive players that fit well with Matt Barzal. They're not going to come here to play for Barry Trotz. I keep on saying that. That's why I find it laughable whenever, oh, well, we're going to sign this guy in free agency, this guy. In free. The Islanders have never signed a free agent from the outside who's been injured, ever, ever in their history, ever. <laughs> Grumpy says here, uh, what a film saying, uh, what about tomorrow, TJ? Um, or would you have to watch the game on your phone? LOL. I think we'll do the game tomorrow. Grumpy and I will talk about it, but at least we'll have, depending on how the night goes, I think we could do that game tomorrow. Grumpy. Why not? It's a super bowl. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we won't. I don't know. We're up in the air. Hill and I will have to discuss this afterwards. Double says, hello, all what's up. Alexander saying, Hey TJ, I sent you a photo about a photo about how, uh, Barry, uh, is going to talk to the media and how he determines who plays on the line. I saw the lineups oh my God. and I didn't, I I'm not sure I saw the one with how he talks to the media. I got to see that. Um, give me a sec. I'll have to pull that up. Uh, I'm looking also. Lineups have not been dropped yet, but Varlamov will be playing. Um, he is looking for his first win since January 18th. Boston won today for certain. They did. John Smith saying here, we can't even stay above 500. We're never catching Boston for certain. George P said, we don't have a snowball's chance. Absolutely. And if we beat Calgary tonight, I'll eat the spare tire in the trunk of my car, getting wow. some salt out. He's gonna he's gonna need one of those TJ jugs to wash that down. I couldn't imagine that being good. Um, Chris S saying COVID hurt the Islanders. They played five more games than them. Oh no, that's not uh, why we're bad. No, we're just bad. I'm sorry, Chris. We're just not there. Uh, Brian B says the league could give the Islanders an extra 20 games and we're not like, in the playoffs. Um, and then uh, Jeremy F saying here, um, if or if we win, tie, or lose tonight, the season's over. <laughs> Ain't that right, Tony? Jeez. Oh, look at that. It'll lose on. What a film saying here. I disagree on Smith's play, Grumpy. He was solid. Great game, but uh, zero points for style. True. He was all over the place. 
Christmas saying here, I, I don't know about that. Talking about if we play an extra 20 games, Christopher C saying, TJ, come on, don't be negative. Uh, there were teams uh, that made comebacks in the season and made the playoffs, whether you like it or not. Uh, teams joke. That's for certain. They do. Um, you don't, uh, you, uh, you don't you like it or not. Teams choke. You don't know what lies ahead. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I'm not going to bet my house on it. That's all I'm saying. The only team I could see choking is possibly Boston, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to choke, and they're gonna have to choke hard. Right now, they're without they're without they're without Bergeron. And <laughs> you had to go. You had to do it right into the mic, right, Grumpy? That's why I did it. Jeff E says this year is like when Grandpa is dying in the rest home, and you won't admit that he's dying, and you're holding out hope that he lives. Ooh. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's an accurate depiction, Jeff. Jeff is really bringing. He brought the podcast down with that comment. I was about to say that's not that's not a cheery one to think I, about. I hope your grandpa's okay, Jeff. I do. I was about to say everybody's had those before. Uh, what a film saying. Varlamov will be traded uh, if they have any chance uh, at the playoffs, or he or will not be. Probably is what he would said. There are a few teams that need goaltending. Goodbye, Varlamov. Um, Donald W here saying the Islanders beat some of the bad average teams, but they still haven't beaten any good team all season long. Yep. hundred percent. Boston is hurt for certain. They are. Michael T says, I still can't believe the Oilers all of a sudden now have a Vander Kane. Just saying he was never coming here. Never. No. I mean, yeah, shit. We talk about this guy who had no suitors and could you imagine what it would take for him to go to a Barry Trot style and system? I don't even know. I mean, like, he would have to be like, there's no other chances. He doesn't have a chance in the A either. So I guess I'll go play for Barry Trotz and the Islanders. Yeah, well, not happening. Not happening. Um, hold on. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, no, maybe not. Um, oh, I'm trying to find out. No, I, I'm trying to find out if this was one here. I don't know, Alexander. I'll have to look at these later. I'm sorry. I, I've got too much going on right now. Uh, Amirat B says here, the Islanders are just awful. Pure embarrassment of a team. They play better as of recent, which yeah. is good. Yeah. Chris That's asked, right, they played well. a lot can change in a month for certain. It can. Cool. What a film saying here. Um, we're in a must win every game situation. Uh, two to one and the West uh, is good. Must win tonight for sure. Mm. Yeah. I bet if I was a betting man, I'd bet that Calgary's going to beat us tonight. I was about to say, think about it. Calgary is a fast, up, up tempo team. Calgary hasn't played since Thursday. So they're fully rested, they're fully rested right? They had Friday off. We're coming off a back to back away against a team, a style that gives us trouble, which is yep. a style that's fast, a style with heavy forecheck, and a style with offensive talent. Those systems and those teams, I won't say systems, those teams give us trouble. And now you're adding a back-to-back -back situation on top of it. I'm afraid it's going to magnify the outcome tonight. I hope it doesn't. I hope we have the same energy we came out with the last two nights or the last two games we played since the All-Star break. Michael T says, I still need therapy after that Kraken game. Yeah. Christopher C saying here, Detroit is rebuilding. Ty B said, Stevie Y knows how to build a team. I tell you, he is fantastic. Fantastic. Yep. Um, uh, oh, uh, Michael M says, Mo Cedar. No, it's Mo Cider. No, it's Mo Cedar. Mo Cedar. I think it says how you pronounce it. I don't know. I talked with some guy from Finland. Who, uh, I don't know. Overseas. Mo Cedar. Cider. I don't know. Mo oh. somebody. 
TJ. Uh, TJ's our very own Butch Goring. Holy shit. Oh, what a crusher. Oh, man. I'm going to try to look at that in the positive and say that I was a fantastic player, an integral part of this podcast production. That's how I have to look at this. Not that I, I'm the I'm the Butch Goring of messing up names and messing up pronunciation because I definitely do that. I can't read. Uh, Paul OC says here, yes, Grumpy. It looks like we played better to start the road trip. I noticed we took more shots on net, and we looked more like last year's team. Yep, without a doubt. Um, Pam S. says, eat my farts. What's that from? I don't know. Pam is, that's a bold statement. Pam, I hope they're not smelly. Uh, Chris S. says here, uh, draft picks are unproven commodities. Eh, yeah. Well, if you guys on our team suck, and it's been proven. I'm going with unproven. <laughs> uh Zgrass, Zgross, not Zgrass. It's Zgrass. That's how his name is spelled phonetically, Zgrass. Don't even argue with him, Michael. It's not worth your time and effort. Zgross. Oh, man, I was about to say he's laughing out loud. Laughing out loud. Why don't you just say Trevor Z? Trevor Z. Because you can't Trevor pronounce Z. anyone's last name, even John Smith. So you just go John S. Just go with that. People make people people who ask me about how I say Barzal. It's like it's Barzal. Or I have the like Matt Barzal. I don't know. Barzal. They don't like how I say all. Like I've got two L's on here. It's Matt Barzal. I'm like, holy shit. Come on. TJ, I have to get you in a pronunciation XL sheet. I was about to say it probably still wouldn't help me. I need to hear it. And like when I do videos, like how do you pronounce this name? It's like a short little five second clip. What, what are you doing? What are you going <sighs> for grumpy? I'm I'm nothing. I'm just I'm exasperated by your, your performance tonight. Jeremy F saying, uh, who would you rather? Evan Bouchard or Noah Dobson at Noah this Dobson. point into their careers? Noah I think Noah has been developed and surrounded with good vets like Andy Green last year to help him progress. I just think he's a better player than Bouchard. I remember Grumpy Old Man and I uh, we went to an Islanders meetup. This is back when Islanders meetups was in its infancy stage. This is where we met Mikey Ryan. We had went to a draft party, um, and uh, that was the year we had those two picks back to back. And I remember when we were talk, I was talking with Grumpy. I said, "Man, wouldn't it be fantastic?" This is at a time period we just come off a of Doug Wade. I said, "If we can get both Evan Bouchard and Noah Dobson, wouldn't that be fantastic?" Evan Bouchard went the pick right before us, and we ended up with Oliver Wallstrom and uh, Noah Dobson. I mean, both players have been fantastic, or will be fantastic, and have shown all the signs they could be fantastic for us. Yes, and I said I wanted Noah Dobson. Man, oh man, you look at that old that old draft, grumpy old man. Good gracious, Whew. I tell you something else. I, I would take I would take though I would take Noah Dobson over Evan Bouchard. Um, what a film saying. Uh, what do you guys think the Leafs' chance is? Not much. They'll <laughs> lose. All. They won't be. They won't be one of the really good teams. Think about that. I don't consider them a Stanley Cup contender either. I don't care where they are in the standings. They're not going to beat Florida, Tampa, Carolina. They're just not going to beat those teams when it matters. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Grumpy old man. And moving right along there. Um, it's French, I think, there. Frog legs are amazing, says Frank K. Oh, yeah. Uh, I tell you, they were, yeah. They're okay. Not the best, not the worst. What a film saying here. What frog legs. I'm proud of you, TJ. I'm putting that on my bucket list. The guys uh, eating freaking squid right off the ice in Detroit. I've had I've had I've had octopus. I've had squid. They're pretty good. Anytime I see something interesting, I said, get it. Let me get it. Michael T said I had frog legs in Mexico. They're pretty good. I don't know. They were okay. 
I, I just didn't like how the little the little flipper part would just like bend. Imagine like a chicken leg, except you had like the appendages and just kind of like squished like this, and you had this little tiny. Nub. We understand you've already you've already gone through the anatomy of the chicken leg of the uh, frog leg. What's wrong, Grumpy? It's disgusting. Uh, Frank K saying they're great. Jeff E saying I wonder if mayo uh, would go on frog oh. legs as a good <laughs> dipping sauce. <laughs> oh man. Um, Fagio says, "Hold up, this isn't a rerun of an episode. No, 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 Fagio, this is live. Um, no, he says, oh wait, it is. No, it's live, Fagio. Uh, Alexander says, TJ Grump, uh, G Calamari. I've had Calamari. It's pretty good. No. Um, and then Alexander says, guys, tomorrow will be the one year since my sister-in-law. Oh, passed. I'm sorry for your loss. I'm trying to make my wife happy, uh, but not succeeding. Ooh." spending time and i was about to say it's not one that she's yeah, yeah. well tell that. her that we're thinking about her that's not going to make her happy either of course but uh you can tell that we're we're thinking about her absolutely uh christopher says grumpy do you hate the flippers on frog legs is that why you don't like frog legs i don't like frog legs because i don't eat that shit what a film saying cow clutterbuck is a good four checker uh first line uh <laughs> the first line doesn't have one it's not Anders lee that's true Islanders. I knew, I knew the frog legs were going to bogart this conversation. <laughs> I wasn't looking at the comments this far down, but I'm happy the frog legs popped up all over the place. Time B says Islanders will have frog leg nights after they are officially eliminated from the playoffs. Boy, oh boy, poor frogs. You better go into hiding, go into hibernation. Tony Cheese says here, nothing more morantic than watching TJ pick hot dog skins from his teeth with frog bones. Your wife is a trooper, dude. Yeah. She had a frog leg too. Oh man. It was a good time. Uh, also, tonight is a must win if we lose the season's over. We already beat you to it. You're late to the show. No, 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 no. He had it. This is these are they're still I'm still late in comments. Uh ski jump he likes. That third goal is leak. Varlamov is in net tonight. Varley is still a good goalie. Yeah, he's 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 an he's solid. He's, a, he's, he's solid. He's a starter in the league. I mean, I think that's the best way I can put it. Um, and then Drew S says Trotz has a hard arm for grinders. He's officially made every line the fourth line now. It's true. He likes to whip his skippy to the fourth line. <laughs> Michael T says, "Is it possible the team has tuned uh, or has turned on Trotz? I no. feel that Kraken game has been or could have been one of the only excuses for such an apt piss poor performance. No, because they came out and played well." last night and against vancouver early what a film saying sorokin is struggling that goal under his glove shows uh, it's a must save i don't think he was perfect last night that's no. not why we lost the game though no well dress says trots is running out of forwards not named oliver wallstrom <laughs> to play on the first line right wing big z is going to play there before oliver wallstrom well how would you like that Anthony R says, watch Palmieri be in and Ross Johnston be out. That's that would not surprise me at all. You're going to see the same exact lineup you saw in the Seattle Kraken game that we needed a lot of change from. Yeah, okay. Who do you think you're freaking fooling, Barry? When he came out and said that, I came and said to you, Grumpy, I'm like, who gives a shit? It's just all bullshit. I can't, I can't listen to what he says because it's just... It, there's no there's no actual intent behind it it's just words to be in the sake of words and to kind of go ahead and show that hey fans we want we want you to be still attending these games we're trying hard we're doing everything we're leaving no stone unturned who do you think you're freaking fooling um shooters puck hockey says uh did you see that marty st louis yep yes we did we did and 
we, as we obviously know, Barry Trotz is a system guy. Yeah, shooter's puck. We liked it. What a film saying here. And that shitty last goal. Sorokin is struggling, period. Uh, if it ever mattered, uh, I'm a goalie, and I focus on him. We have a goaltender slump. Grumpy. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not disagreeing. I don't think he's played. I don't think he played well last night. Um, that being said, it's not why we lost. Mm. I don't disagree. Anthony R says Kyle Clutterbuck on the first line with Barzal is just mind boggling for certain. I know Sorokin isn't a problem, but damn, he's looking shaky last four or five games. Mm, I think it's ever since Barry went to the one game split one on one off, one on went off goaltenders like consistency and regularity. He needs to play more often. Um, you get into a groove. He doesn't give him a chance to get into a groove. Period. So I'm blaming Barry for that, too. Well, here we go. Tonight, uh, Andrew Gross just said, Islanders use the same lineup as the last two nights. So same exact lines, same lineup, except Varlamov and Net for Sorokin, and Ross Johnson's going to stay, and Kyle Palmieri stays out. I just wonder how it's automatically assumed that Ross Johnson is the guy who would be kicked out of the lineup. Because we all know. We all know. We all know that's the case, Grumpy. It's just how it always is. Okay. Um, and then uh, and then Time B saying, I'm not ready to truly talk next year till after the trade deadline. I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, James F. saying, watching Draft Day. It's a good movie. I've never actually watched it all the way through, but I, I've heard it's a good movie. It was okay. Kevin Costner. GM Browns. What a film saying Sorokin uh, may have some bad games, and we have seen a few. Uh, this team needs to bounce back, and the goalies will follow suit. Uh, Donald W. says, the Islanders are old and a slow team. They can't score because they don't have a pure goal scorer for next season. They never improve. They need to retool this season. Anthony R. says, Casey looks like him and Billy have found good chemistry. I wonder if Casey has more of a skilled player on his wing with them. Uh, with jump, that fourth line can be infused again. No, no. I about to say it's just a two-game stretch. Uh, David D says here we aren't good enough. Uh, this offseason will tell if Lou has it uh, or he should just retire. We sh we move on from him. Uh, True. Michael T says here. What are you looking at, Grumpy? I can tell you you're doing Nothing. something. I'm not doing it. Don't worry about what I'm doing. Just read the freaking comments. We're trying to get through quick. I'm just trying to engage. Well, then what are you are you engaging me with what I'm doing? Oh, man. What are you doing, Grumpy? What are you Just doing, man? <laughs> Michael T said, hey, Grump, have you ever seen Hardware War? This is why I was asking for your attention, Grumpy, because I need Wars. your attention for this. Yes, I have seen Hardware Wars with Augie Ben Doggy, um, Luke Starbucker, Ham Salad. And it, it's, it's, it's funny. It's a spoof on Star Wars. Where they fly like in an iron and stuff like it. it's cute. Oh it, it, my god! I oh Jesus, Grumpy! I've seen. I think I've seen it. I've seen. I like the one star. Uh, what do they call it? Um, not. It's the one the. Uh, it's like the spoof off of Star Wars too. The more Spaceballs. That's a pretty funny one. Spaceball. What are you going? Uh, just, more? just, just go on. What are you getting upset about, Grump? Huh? The fact that you know nothing. Oh, Donald W. says the NHL. Yeah, they're going to bring back the retros. Yeah, I got that one. Michael W. says the Islanders need to score first. They won four games after scoring the first goal. Only won four games after allowing the first goal. What does that tell you? I don't have the firepower to come back. There you go. Uh, Mr. B. says uh, Trotz, Lee, and Bailey to Edmonton for future considerations. Yeah, eighth round pick. I know there's only seven rounds. I'll take an eighth. 
was about to say, if you can get rid of Lee and Bailey and Tro- shh, I'd sign right up. Yep. I'd sign up in a heartbeat, getting rid of Lee's contract. But he's not, he's not he's not able to be moved, unfortunately. Tommy B says, um, you're a total loser if you make a Twitter handle and a site dedicated to a player that you do not like. I think it's meant to be funny. It's like when people make like a, I'm a this burner account and they just say there's one that has been a Jack Capuano burner account for the last five or six years. And honestly, some of the things he says are funny, but I'm like the dedication he has to pretending to be Jack Capuano is it's I don't even know. It's a serious respect. Respect to the dedication you had to be a Jack Capuano burner account for six freaking years. I got to see if that's still around, Grumpy. As you as you respond to that, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't know anything about Twitter. What's wrong with you, huh? I don't know anything about Twitter. I I don't know. I you mean, look at the clock and you say, I "Can't be out here. I can't. We're almost done. We got to just not respond back." What are you doing, Grumpy? Yeah, I don't. I I don't know anything about Twitter. Oh man, I don't have a Twitter account. I don't have a Facebook account. I don't have Instagram. I don't have anything. TikTok. Ding dong. Any of that stuff. Nothing. Oh, man. I'm trying to find. There used to be out that maybe pulled up, but they're always just meant, I think, for it to be funny. What a film said, Tommy B, showing some respect for Gillies. Nice job. And then John Smith says, Josh Bailey sucks is my go-to on Twitter. So good. Um, David D says, Trotz defends all of his veterans, no youngsters. What a film saying Bailey's biggest problem is he can't think quickly enough. By the time he decides to do something, it's too late. David D says, thank for a top three pick this year. No, we're going to come in in the teens. That's where that's where we'll be. We'll be in the teens. What a film saying here. Goalie psychology. Varlamov has a good night tonight. I hope so. Cameron with the cam says uh, Barry needs to put um, some respect on Noah Dobson's name. He needs to put some respect on Noah Dobson's name. Grumpy. Without a doubt. Uh, Jeff S said, I can't believe the amount of fans out here calling this an off year. It's not an off year if changes are not made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they're delusional. They're delusional. I, I don't know how to honestly respond to anybody like that anymore. I was so far ahead of the curve. You'd think these people would have wake, woke up by now, but they're not woke. They're living in the past. They're not woke like the grumpy old man. I'm woke. Oh, stop. Jake B saying Bellows playing tonight. So Trotz has someone to get blame if they get throttled. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's not even playing tonight, Kiefer Bellows. So. Well, he did sit on the bench for a pregame skate. So. He'll be up there eating popcorn. Maybe we can get a video of meat and popcorn, like the the famous Oliver Wall Street meeting popcorn during the Stanley Cup Eastern Conference Finals. Um, Drewell says, facts. Warzone Senior Citizen says here, this team isn't going anywhere as long as the two dinosaurs in Lou and Barry are here. Barry. Paper Lace was the band, Grumpy. No, he's for what? Paper Lace was, they sang the night Chicago died. That's what Paper Lace sang. Tommy don't know shit. Don't talk to me about 1970s pop music, Tommy. Oh, stop. Jeremy F says Saturday night uh, is the opening song on HNIC uh, Hockey Night in Canada. Um, What a film saying here. Uh, I have to be honest with you guys. Our prime minister, oh, Justin Trudeau. We're going to keep it out of there. Uh, Josh Bailey must be must be blowing somebody um is the illegitimate son of fidel castro i don't know he's not very popular yeah. in canada right i was about now. to say you go on the list of popular individuals he's not very popular at the moment in canada i would agree uh christopher c said do tj uh what's wrong with the fisherman i love it 
It doesn't. Oh, oh, what's wrong with the fisherman? He's telling me it doesn't represent the island. The lighthouse, on the other hand, does. Grumpy would agree with me 100%. I just like it because it's cool. I think the fisherman does represent Long Island because, I mean, I lived right on the water on the south side. And I remember, the, you know, the, the, the clam boats going in and out. And that's a lot of guys look like that. I don't have, and I love the lighthouse too. I thought it was nice incorporating the both of them. I always liked the logo, but I liked it with the with the uh, the lighthouse on there for certain. Absolutely. You like Grumpy? How I haven't had used the restroom yet today. Yeah, oh, that's what I'm freaking talking about, Grump. That's what I'm talking about. I know. I'm stunned. I did it. I did it. Almost an entire podcast, Grump. Um, Drew L says uh, we were originally going to uh, prank my best friend tonight by telling him, oh. Uh, that he plans on going to a drag queen, um, in a Miami, but uh, he plans on going to went well. Uh, Brian J says, uh, I hate Trotz and Lou Lamarillo. What he looks, he looks like he hates him too. He doesn't look very happy, uh, that's for certain. Uh, Cameron with the cam says, If Barry does not start putting some respect on no Dobson, he will leave, and we're all going to be pissed off. He's a long way before he's allowed to leave. Yeah, we've got him locked down for the longer. Mario says here, um, what looks like Mundo uh, has Menudo, Menudo, Menudo. I don't Not know Mundo. what Menudo is. Menudo. They're still a band. They've had it's a Spanish, it's a Spanish band. It's like six, seven singers, all Hispanic kids, and they rotate the members in when they age out. They've been doing it since the 70s. I didn't know that. Joel said, um, did you guys hear Mike Smith yell, F yeah? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, F after giving up yes, that goal of the pavilion. I did. I did. I, I did. Nick D said, are you guys going to do the first period live? It starts in 40 minutes. No, we're not going to do the game live. We're going to watch it. Just going to. What are you looking at the clock for, Grumpy? Because the game's getting ready to start. I know. I know. Cool your jets. I know the last few minutes have been you've been on edge. You're like, ah, the game's about to start. I'm just, relax, man. Relax. We'll be done. Give me a sec here. huh? Jewel says, time to watch Kyle Palmieri do absolutely nothing tonight in the top six role. Well, we just found out he's not in the game. Um, only uh only goal he scored this season was a game <laughs> it was a game i attended three months ago i was like yours good luck charm jeff e says how many more times will we all say wallstrom will never be on the first line we get it already and answers are the uh same new statement please oi oi uh Damn, Tommy B's comments are uh, comments eleven. Jeff E zero so far. We go in order, and that's because Tommy B is one of TJ's little pals. We go in order. Trust me, we show every comment, every single one of them. Alexander says, "I think my daughter uh, can play better, better game than Zidane Chara." Uh, Cameron with the cam says, "Get rid of Chara. Barry is going to need to retire." Um, and then, uh, oh, Warzone says, Grumpy, you don't need 30k to go learn. And well, there are good college education, you just got to go go to go in the right program. You don't have to go ahead and take you know certain courses that are not going to be advantageous later on. I Charles know, D says, You need to sell, yes, cute baby, nice hat. What a film saying, I'm gonna order my shirt this week, and Charlie's gonna wear it for a picture. Oh, I like it. Um, he'll wear it with pride. Uh, just long enough for a pitcher, lol. Dogs uh, don't want to wear clothes. It's true, but he's going to be popular around the neighborhood. Absolutely. And the guys, we have the merch store open. You can find the items like the Grumpy's Groupie shirt. You can find items like Barry and the Vets. You can find items like Maddie and the Jags. All the shirts in the link in the description below uh, on the merchandise store. Um, Drew L says, Clutterbuck on the first line. Yikes. Uh, Bellos out. Paul Mary in. 
uh, Chara, Green in. That same lineup from the night before. Bellows not in the lineup. Uh, Cam with the Cam says, I believe Barry's going to step down after this year. It's a great. Uh, and we're going to go into a full build remit of re- full full mode rebuild. I hope so. Doubtful, um, but I I hope we do also. Uh, Drew L says here, I hope he steps down or leaves. That's more what I'm thinking. I I don't think we're going to win with him because he's so unwilling to change the system, and that's an issue. Uh, Drew L says, honestly, uh, it's it's best for this team long term if he did step down. Yes, he's done. He's done what he came here to do. Make the team respectful again. Thank you, Barry. Kind of move on. Nothing wrong with that. Drew L says, in Grumpy's word, embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. Hey, what a it's four o'clock here in Vancouver. Uh, what a film saying, why don't we play uh, uh, in the home white jerseys? I really miss it. Um, Alexander says, uh, I'm sorry not to be the one uh, with the media, you know, the video wheel video. I'll have to look at it. Uh, what a oh, film video. saying here. Because uh, I've got I got two of them. What a film saying, uh, Attaboy Grump. Thanks for your time. I try to catch you guys live, but uh, I watch every podcast, including TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Thanks so much for everything you guys do and putting up with, and for the time and putting in the time. Well, thanks what for watching. We always appreciate the support. Um, Michael W says here, run three offensive lines uh, and score one, <laughs> then and fall score back and, and score first, then fall back into the trot's defensive structure. Yeah, not not even that. No, we're not even that good. Jeff S says here, I can't believe there are actually fans trying to say this is an off year. Yep, there changes need to be made. Meatball Parm says good evening. Oh, baby, that's a new Meatball Parm picture right there, Grumpy. That is, that is a new Meatball Parm. Oh, nice. babe, that looks very appetizing. You tell that bun that roll has been toasted. Nice. That is looking. Toast the roll first. Then put the meatball with the sauce and the cheese on top. Put it underneath your broiler. Mm, ready to go. Um, update. Uh, we're actually going to be seeing Sorokin out tonight. Even though Varlamov led the team out there, Sorokin's going to be playing tonight. Ooh, okay. Well, maybe he says, you know what? The rotating the goalies every night wasn't working. Third starting a row for Sorokin. Um, that's, that is odd. Uh, what a film saying I had a dream and I dream hard. Uh, but you guys were positive about the Islanders and we won the Stanley cup. No pressure. Make it happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll try. Uh, Joseph C said, uh, I get trying to be optimistic, but the Islanders can't score. And that's not changing with this, uh, manifestation, uh, of the roster. Um, they don't have enough skill to make the playoffs blow it up. True. Alexander says, what do you think three first-round picks, Matt Barzal, and two second-round picks for Connor McDavid? What do you think about that? Well, we don't uh, – no, no. That's not going to help our rebuild. No, it would not. We have nothing in the system. Jeremy Ford saying, good night, fellas. Enjoy the game. We for certain will. Paul O.C. says, TJ, ladies, uh, ladies' legs are <laughs> the best. Oh, God, and it's Valentine's Day on Monday. Oh, goodness gracious. John Smith says, lineups needs to be Lee, Barzal, Clutterbuck. Oh, these are the lineups. Johnston, uh, Nelson, Bailey, Parise, Pajot, Wallstrom, Martin, Sezikis, Bavillier still in the fourth line. Pellick in Mayfield, Chara Dobson, and Green, Green and Poulonk. Holy shit. Um, Jeff E says frog leg night at UBS, uh, while wearing there you go, look at that jerseys. There you go, heavy down. Alexander says Josh Bailey must eat frog legs before every game, that's why he sucks. Um, Alexander saying it was a good move, uh, but uh, we know it's not real when the Browns fans are chanting Super Bowl, Super Bowl. (laughs) Michael T says, Hey, Grump, Corvette or Mustang? 
Corvettes were cooler, but man, Mustangs were pretty nice, weren't they? There it is. Mustang it is. John M saying, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, John. How are you? Mr. B says, Hosang looked good last night. I, I, I didn't watch, so I, I, I just know he had an assist. I'll have to watch the game or recap. Um, Cameron with the cam says, Barry and Lou look like two old men in the Muppets. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Nick D said, almost game time, men. Just do it live. Uh, what's the matter with you guys? It's late. That's why we're not going to do it live. I mean, we'll be going live until Grumpy's one o'clock. And if we're going to do a game tomorrow, we got to make sure Grumpy's well rested. We got to give Grumpy some break time. Drew S says here the Bay City Rollers prominent in uh, Mike Mike Myers. Uh, so I married an ex murderer. So I married an ex murderer. Yeah, that oh. was a Mike Myers movie. Michael Myers, is he the one that does uh, Austin Powers? Powers? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Tony, she's saying everyone should be spamming the comments until they give up and just cover the game. <laughs> no, Tony, she's no. <laughs> Anthony R says, uh, what did St. Louis say about Barzal? Where are all those comments? Um, now, we, we showed him earlier there. Yeah. He wasn't talking wasn't, about Barzal. He wasn't talking about Barzal. He was talking about the system. And uh, you, you, you'll be able to see, hear it earlier. He's talking about sometimes if you're too systematic, it kind of stifles good players and makes them more average. Make the reads, allow them to be natural on the ice. Sorokin's playing tonight. Yes, yeah, Sorokin's in. Crazy. What a film saying. Thanks, TJ. I won't get political anymore. I just <laughs> just wanted to have, have Josh Bailey's playing. Oh, no worries. No worries. I know it's not a good environment right now, and I know that uh, it's one of those things you watch from the sidelines. You're like, oh, man, things are not good there. Andrew L says here, uh, for every Islanders loss, a grumpy has to eat one frog leg. He might become part frog by the end of the season. Ugh, I don't know what a frog's natural enemy is, but that's what I'd be. <laughs> what uh, snakes? I guess snakes or other bigger reptiles. Snakes don't know no snakes. Oh man. Uh, and then watch you decide says, man, Josh Bailey makes Ross Johnson look even better now that they're on the same line. Doesn't he? He's way more noticeable than Josh Bailey. I know. It makes you think to yourself, why the hell is Bailey in every single night? Um, oh, Varlamov is also not on the bench. So I'm wondering if he got injured. Maybe tweaked a little something. Ugh. Nick D says, come on, Grump, just do the first period. It's starting now. Uh, Donald W says, uh, what are your guys' thoughts about the Washington football team? New name, the Washington Commanders. A lot of people aren't happy with the name. Donald, I want you to listen to the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show tomorrow. We'll be calling the Super Bowl, and we'll have plenty of time to talk about the Washington Commanders, without a doubt. Uh, Tony G saying, uh, thanks for the podcast, guys. Thanks for tuning in, Tony G's. The Deidre C says, uh, I, think he, I think you have flipped your mind. I'm not sure what that is, but uh, fair enough. Or uh, maybe uh, maybe uh, Barry Trotz changed his mind. Why don't you decide, I said, or I would say Ross makes Bailey look even worse. Yeah, there you go. It's even more of the case. Uh, oh, that means that Romoff got hurt. I think so, I think too. he's right. Oh, oh, oh. He's, she's saying you're off your well, rock. Not, not all that for, yeah. for, for a guy like uh, yes. Anna McDavid, for certain. Varlamov was traded, says Michael T. No, I think she was oh. talking about... Uh, Connor McDavid trade scenario. Wouldn't that be crazy if they're like, hold on, we had to pull him out because he was traded. Whoa, I, I mean, that tells you if we're sellers or buyers real freaking quick. Uh, Cameron with the KM says here, thanks for the podcast. Thanks for tuning in, Cameron. And Nick D saying here, TJ Grumpy, thanks. Uh, thanks, guys. It's always good. Good time watching the best hockey podcast. Thanks, Nick D. We appreciate the support as always. Grump, 
or here at the end of tonight's podcast. The game has just started. What do you want to say before we wrap things up? I want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ and the Grumpy Old Man and enjoy the game tonight. And thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, We'll be going live here on the Islanders podcast this upcoming week, uh, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be going live during the Super Bowl tomorrow on TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Make sure you subscribe to it so you don't miss out on any of the content. Thanks for tuning in, and thank you, Grumpy Old Man. My pleasure. Dan L saying, thanks, gentlemen. Have a great evening. You too, Dan. And rumor has it, Varlamov's been traded. Alexander said, holy shit. Grumpy, hold on. Hold on a second. This can't be real, is it? I don't know. I have no problem dumping him. Volmoff may have been traded. Let me see this here. Rumor schmoomer. Um, I don't know where these rumors are coming from. I need to find this out. We're on the podcast still live, but I, I need to find this out. Um, I don't know. If somebody has where they have seen that, that I just see people opining that he's not on the bench that they have no idea what's happening right now. Varlamov led the team out in warm-ups, and it seemed that he'd be starting, but Sorokin's in net. Uh, now for puck drop on a back-to-back. I don't know. That is odd. I uh, I don't know. I don't, see, I don't see anything as of right now. Yeah, I'm seeing Elliot Freeman now talking about this. Uh, Varlamov led the Islanders out in warm-up, but now Sorokin is starting. What the hell does that mean, Elliot Freeman? A one for one for Connor McDavid question mark. Well, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the uh the Canadian broadcast because he's I know he's gonna talk in between periods. Mm. Um and then uh Cameron there saying good night. Uh that's what I heard. Love you guys, love you too. Maybe COVID protocol if you tested positive. Uh maybe no, I don't know about that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This what is this, Andrew Gross? Um ooh, uh ooh. Former NRU, we've got a backup emergency backup goalie, Colin Cooper, um, just downstairs. He's getting suited up. Could be wrong, TJ. You see anything? Not see anything yet. Um, he's in the locker room. Oh, shit, grumpy. I'll tell you one thing. Could you imagine how crazy it would be if he was traded? I, I, we can't. If he was traded, we can't wait until Wednesday to talk about it, can we? Well, don't the Islanders have another game during the week? Yeah, let me pull up the next game. Just to give you guys a schedule here, because we go back to the East Coast after this game. I think, yeah, we play Buffalo on Tuesday, Tuesday at 7. So we'll be doing that Tuesday at 7 game. If that's the case and he's been traded, there'll be a lot to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you what, if he gets traded and we hear this trade, we can get on and do an emergency podcast tonight. An emergency evening podcast. Okay, well, you heard it here first. I guess we'll be up in a week. It's not going to be a long one. We're talking like maybe 15 to 30 minutes. <laughs> just like it won't be uploaded on the podcast, maybe. Just going to be for those of you who subscribe on YouTube and you like on Facebook and Twitter, we'll just go on and just shoot the shit. But as we find more out, we might jump back on. Andrew L says, I don't see Varlamov on the bench. He could be injured in warm-ups. That's also true. Um, but uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Grumpy Old Man. We're going to have our eyes and ears tuned to the screen, listening on every single word they say about Varlamov. If he's traded, that's great. Hopefully he's not injured. Hopefully he's been traded. All righty, Grumpy. Thank you for, again, as always, your hard work and dedication, and we will be coming back at you guys Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until then, have a great evening.